On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the Dude Bros will talk new Legos, Black Series, and TVC figures before delving into some Squadrons gameplay reveals and a new Swago event. They'll also discuss some rumors surrounding Star Wars and Disney+, Plus, in particular the shared universe being created for it. They'll also have some fun with another listicle on Star Wars ships before moving on to the fan segment in which the new non-force user battle bracket will be revealed. Along with the top choices for the new name to call our superfans. Don't forget about the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week either, people. Cue the music. everybody welcome back to a brand new episode of the star wars time show no i do not have a problem with (laughs) speaking today i'm just trying to change things up actually i don't know what the fuck's going on we have all green lights or go excellent connection we're doing this live liam gets the medal for being the first of the soon to be possibly former assholes group of fans to join the live stream thanks liam we speak your name the only true Uh, fan that's right (laughs) all you guys all the rest of you are true assholes hey there we go we got h green is in there too what is up 1313 so as you heard by the sexy voiced announcer who spoiler alert is me Oh, we got a lot to talk about today. I wouldn't say anything's too juicy in terms of future Star Wars storytelling, but in terms of the universe that was crafted for us to play in, to talk in, to shoot in, it's been fleshed out a bit since the last time we talked. So we got some new new toys to talk about, Legos, video games, not just squadrons, a big announcement, a big update to Swago. You know, that's near and dear to our hearts here at the Star Wars Time Show. We've got some some obvious shit going on with uh, Disney Plus that Nick's going to school everyone on, plus the new and improved fan segment that we'll do at the end of the show, just in case those of you that don't want your balls sucked by the Star Wars Time Show want to leave before we get into said ball sucking. Uh, during the Ball Suck Fest, we're not only going to do the top five Star Wars fan art fan artist features of the week, Nick, but we're also going to introduce your latest battle bracket. Yep. And this uh, week's question of the week, which just so happens to revolve around our loyalists, the assholes, which or who may soon become something besides the assholes or they'll remain the assholes. But more on that, more on that during the fan segment. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our first topic here. And it's it's toy based. We always like to start with the collectible stuff here on the Star Wars Time Show. But uh, it was yesterday and then just today, Nick, these went live for pre-order. But Hasbro did a special fan something Monday (laughs) where they announced some new TVC figures for those keeping score that is the vintage collection what's going on we got more people oh look at that sir dork the goat is in here live as he says finally what's going on jared (laughs) then we got klondike joined up and joker beats bats welcome to the shit show yes that is their the the new abbreviation for the star wars time show it it abbreviates to shit show right there you spell swts it actually spells shit yeah that's how it works (laughs) 
But Nick, I mean, again, th- this really isn't your specialty, but I think you can appreciate some of the improvements we've been getting from Hasbro when it comes to their little pieces of plastic. So, as I was saying, they, they introduced some new TVC collectibles. This is the Vintage Collection. Uh, for you, Nick, these would be the, the little ones. You yes. Know, like like my penis size figures, the <laughs> three and three quarter inch. Okay. Uh, so not too large while flaccid. But uh, we got some new reveals. I think some were existing either way. Uh, I, I want to point out, not cheer it. I mean, Leia here looks kind of, kind of creepy. I was gonna say Leia's face. Now, like, are they using their their uh, new face paint technology? I, I, I think figures? so, but dude, I, this looks like a CG render. Like, I, I don't even think this is a, oh, a, a it, product shot. It does. It says digitally rendered image, yeah, not representative okay. final product. Look at that, Hasbro. Come on. Which is which is good. I mean, this is like <laughs> someone again, an intern fucked up the 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 marketing materials for this reveal or something. They weren't ready because Leia looks a little goofy, but my man Cheer it, and this actually is the the figure here. Yep. Mind you, this is a teeny tiny little figure, man. Like not even four inches tall. That is impressive. What they've achieved with Mister the Force is with him. He is with the Force, right? Yeah, that looks really, really good in the face. I mean, in the articulation in the in the arms, the the weapon. Is that even like a soft goods? Oh cloth yeah, look at that. They're, they're even too? giving his skirt some some cloth. So. Uh, I was I was impressed with that by this uh, TVC, which I don't collect TVC. Uh, most of us started as three and three quarter inch collectors because that's all you used to be able to get until the Black Series line. Uh, I have not gone back to the little guys since the Force Awakens. I did collect. No, I'm sorry, uh, Rogue One. I did collect the little guys for Rogue One, but have stopped since. Um, but what I was going to say here, this is this is what I'm impressed about. Not this stormtrooper; they look great. But this set right here, this this Bespin or Cloud City carbon freezing chamber set, dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially for those of us that like to take these things out of the box, as you should, and sometimes even take sexy pictures of them. This set is fucking dope, dude. I mean, look at that. Yeah, that is a looks- thing of beauty. It looks really awesome, and I can already see some some imaginative shots or some scene recreations happening with this little this little diorama here, this little setup that you would get. And I mean, it does. It's a really well made setup here from something that is so small of a scale. I mean, you see the little stormtrooper standing on the platform as well. So I can imagine that the three and three quarter inch crowd. We'll have fun with this new little, you know, this little dial that they have. Kingdom of Weird is, is yeah. the, the three and three quarter guy that pops up in my head every time we talk about it. But this is some pretty cool. Yeah, he's a big stuff. one. I think XL Captures is another one we, we've come across that does three and three quarter inch. Uh, Skeleton, Astro- uh, Skeleton Astronauts, another one the community may have heard of. But uh, when I saw this, dude, I just, I just went like, man, I wish Hasbro would take a gamble on uh, six inch or one twelve scale sets like this. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, we've gotten creative. And by we, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the likes of the toy photographers out there that, that do have some creativity baked into their brains uh, naturally, where they've recreated some of the, the carbon freezing chamber using a mix of Digirama, self-made props, props from other toys and lights. But for a lazy asshole like me, I would love nothing more to just buy something like this in a box, assemble it, put it on my shooting desk, and then get to work. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that seems a lot easier than having to go through the trouble of like be either like building your own <laughs> diorama from exactly. nothing or like yeah, like stitching together all these different pieces. I don't think if you were to try to do that, you may break your shooting desk in half. Like if you if you try to to assemble something yourself. Well, from Nick, disparate pieces. it's funny you it's funny you bring up breaking my shooting desk in half because uh, I actually do have a a story. <laughs> so last Thursday it was late, you know, because we were talking. I was busy. You had to cover the squadrons thing. Yep. I mean, just and this is kind of how I become with my toy photography, where I was just like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going downstairs. I've got a box of figs. I'm going to shoot that fucking hyper real Luke. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> right. Come down, start setting stuff up. And I'm already second guessing myself. Like, what am I doing? I don't want to be doing this. Why am I doing this shit? I really don't want to be doing this shit. Get everything set up. First, first and foremost, my first setup isn't even hyper real Luke. So I've already failed in my mission. <laughs> I come down and I see hyper real Vader. I'm like, I love you too much. I'm going to go ahead and put you in, in, the, in the frame here. Okay. So to make a long story short, I'm setting up this shot and I do get hyper real in eventually. It's going to be like a dual shot between the two. Setting it up, staging my lights. Like when, I, when I'm inside, I, I put a big focus on lighting. So I'll, I'll light a light see what it looks like, my viewfinder, tweak it, go back and forth until I get it to look the way I want to. So this went on for probably 30 fucking minutes for one shot to where I finally get stuff lined up. And what happens? What fucking happens? One of the new cats comes Uh downstairs, (laughs) runs up on the shooting table, and literally fucking Godzilla's my entire setup. (laughs) Gone. Gone! I'm talking the lights, the figures, the background, everything tumbles over. Nothing is in place anymore. And and at that moment, I, I seriously considered quitting this fucking hobby for good, selling all my fucking toys to the assholes, and just moving on with my life. But I didn't. I reset it back up. And here's the kicker. Took another 20 minutes to get everything set back up. Obviously, is never going to look like the pristine setup I had before the fucking cat knocks it over. Yep, yep. Go to take the shot again. And fucking Vader falls over and dominoes the rest of the fucking shoot. <laughs> so it's like, it's literally the universe is out there saying, hey, dickhead, this isn't for you. This is a sign. The cat was a sign. (laughs) Vader falling was your second sign. What else do you need? So after that one, this is where the whole, when you reminded me about break my table comes in. I grab, no shit, I have a Rambo Bowie knife. Oh no. Grab it and (laughs) right through the fucking table. I mean, they're like (laughs) Ikea particle board tables. Yeah. Uh, if I could move my camera, I would show you. I'll, I'll take a picture after the cast and post it to our account. But my shooting table now has a big uh, big punch print and a Bowie knife stab to it. So, you know, but to make, I, I did end up finishing a shoot and getting some shots. I don't I don't know if I'll ever edit them. They're sitting on the iPad right now, but I'm not kidding. Like last Thursday, this is another one where I should bring my wife on the cast. I'm pretty sure she was getting ready to call the fucking loony bin to yeah. come with a straight jacket and lock me up. Like I, I almost started crying. Like I'm sitting down here like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? 
What am I doing with my life? I Why? Can't. Why? I mean, I'm so dramatic in the first place, and then just all that shit ramps me up. I mean, it was nuts, dude. Nuts. I can literally see that happening in my head. Like, I, I think now, though, what you've done is you've just given your shooting table more character, so now yeah. you can, like, build... <laughs> In like, there's a crater in the table and you could build shit around it. You can have like smoke coming out from the hole in the table. Yeah. If I remember, I'll take a picture of my table after, after the show here and put it up on at Star Wars time show Instagram, just so Uh, people can see the damage. But I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, it's the lockdown and all that shit's been, you know, has taken my patience and temper to new levels, but I was not having fun. I was not having fun at all, but I'm also someone that if I started something, I'm fucking finishing it. So I pushed through like a three hour shoot, just suffering mentally, having zero joy from it. But hey, we'll see if I get a a good shot or two out of it. So sorry about that. Sorry to Jack uh, hijack our, our segment here. But when you mentioned shattering my my photography table, I was like, well, Nick, believe it or not, I just kind of did a little bit of that last week. So there we go. There we go. That's why I need these pre-built dios. Everything sets up nice. I don't have shit balancing on wires or other other diorama objects. I mean, it's just such a joke. I mean, I had a Philips Hue light balancing on my Dagobah Customs bench from the Smuggler's Retreat. That fell over. I mean, it was it was crazy. So so uh, those those asking in the in the chat, the cat is still alive. <laughs> he uh, he's learned at this point in time when he starts seeing beams come out of my fucking eyes to run. <laughs> so once the red lasers started coming out of my eyeballs, he, he hit the road. So he's all right. Uh, but anyways, back to this reveal. We, we did get some actual Black Series figures, too, but I wouldn't say anything that is new. Uh, these are just a bunch of re-releases and they're doing the re-release, Nick. Not to uh, jib people like me and, and prey upon their feelings of nostalgia to get them to rebuy figures. Who am I kidding? That's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> uh, these are all, you can get every one of these figures right now. Okay. Uh, what this is, this is just a, hey, we're going to put these on the oversized Kenner looking card backs again for those uh, in-box collectors that can't break themselves of that habit. So they have to buy these now to hang up on their walls. So that's what we're getting here. I mean, Dagobah Luke, you can already get. He actually comes with a Yoda and the other package. Vader's available. Fett's available literally 50 times over at this point. <laughs> the Chewbacca, I will admit, looks like his face was improved considering that one but i already have like eight of the hairy beasts snow trooper same shit and then probably the most impressive figure that hasbro's put out recently this hoth rebel trooper uh the difference here is he's going from a card back and getting one of the new mural boxes yeah yeah i mean this looks Uh, like a really good figure honestly it looks i just i i just got mine i got two of them because i'm an asshole (laughs) mostly because you can change he has two faces i mean it's crazy you're essentially getting a figure arts type of figure for 20 bucks. Two faces, an accessory, guns, a backpack. Uh, so I had to get both. There we go. Nice, nice. A little bit more money on yeah. figures that may get smashed. There you grabbed. go. Or, or just never <laughs> shot. Or just lay on a fucking table for ages to have my cats steal their accessories. That's also what I figured out with the cats. I had to apologize to my four-year-old because... I take the lightsaber blades out and shit. I, I don't keep them in my pictures just so it's it's one less thing I have to wipe when I want to put in my actual VFX saber. So, Nick, you can take them out of the, out of the handle. Yep. 
And I just lay him down my table thinking nothing of it. And I'm down here in the basement. I see one on the floor. I see one over by the couch. I'm like, what the fuck is Charlie doing? <laughs> so one day I'm like, Charlie, quit taking shit off of daddy's toy table. Like, isn't that a great thing to say as a 40 year old to a little kid? Yeah, quit, daddy's toy yeah, table. Yeah, quit taking your- shit off your dad's toy table. <laughs> so I'm blaming her for losing all this shit. And then I find the real culprit. It's the little girl cat <laughs> loves picking up the lightsaber blades, carrying them around the basement like they're prey and depositing them wherever she fucking feels like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I having two cats, I know <laughs> that that is a favorite pastime is just oh. taking stuff and moving. It's it. like they love random shit that could potentially kill them. Today the little girl was playing with a chapstick lid. Oh god. Like it, like in her mouth spitting it out beating it around like hey that's why your brain is the size of a walnut yeah uh last thing on this nick and then we'll move on because i've already went well over time for this topic uh it should be sadly noted that commander cody is going to be the archive re-release based on fan votes really wow it's it's fucking stupid Uh, first and foremost the initial cody release looked great he looked fine he was a fucking clone right no face so you didn't have to worry about the photo real tech uh i i I don't get it i'm guessing people voted that way because of how hot the clone war still was when the vote came out yeah or maybe they didn't have a chance to get him when he uh, initially released but in terms of getting an older figure and getting an improved version, I think this was a misstep by the fans, and I just want to call you all assholes for doing so. Yeah, I mean, we all see what happens when fans vote on things just through our own <laughs> exactly <laughs> stuff. Exactly. You have Obi-Wan Kenobi getting to the final round of a Force User Showdown. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's questionable. It just it, it bummed me out. I mean, though. yes, I'm still going to get it. I hope they at least include a removable helmet like they do for Rex and Wolf. That way it will feel a little different, a little more special than the existing Cody uh, but I think we missed the mark there, fans. I mean, we could have got a much better looking Jyn Erso. We could have got a better looking half naked uh, slave Leia. You know, that type of stuff. But Way no, we go. went for a fucking clone trooper that's going to look exactly same as the initial release. Good job, guys. Way to fuck Sir it Dork, up everybody. you asshole. <laughs> Thank you. We still love you, though, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, Sir Dirk on the chat said he voted for him. <laughs> there we go. All right, so uh, that's that topic, Nick. Let's go ahead and we'll get on to a fun one here. It's still Black Series related, but thanks to Homeboy over at Yak Face, um, it looks like we are going to be getting at least four Black Series. Now, those are six-inch ones. Four Black Series figures dedicated specifically to the Clone Wars final season, and I would even say, in particular, the Siege of Mandalore arc so the last four episodes uh all we have is just uh packaging data from walmart's uh pos system uh ahsoka loyalist trooper so that's probably going to be a 332nd with the orange paint yep sign me to fuck up uh a season seven ahsoka hope to god it's her and her mando garb with the two blue lightsabers that would be sick sign me the fuck up Clone Wars Maldalore Trooper. I really, really hope it's Gar Saxon with the nasty looking Maul helmet. 
but it, it may be a generic, but that would be okay as long as we truly get that mall style helmet. And then a Night Owl Mandalorian. Again, I would like it to be named. I'd like it to be Bo or at least um, Ursa. Uh, but even a generic with the right paint scheme would look great. But I mean, dude, these four figures could be the greatest Black Series figures released in 2020 if they do get released in 2020. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was, you know, obviously the hugest thing to release in 2020 for Star Wars so far. Uh, we're likely not going to get any more new Star Wars content outside of the now completed Disney Gallery Mandalorian but I mean, the and, and specifically what they picked here was perfect. Like those orange helmets on the 332nd are so yeah. iconic now yep. because of season seven. And they make you stand out as a clone trooper. I mean, that was, you know, kind of your gripe with, with Cody was, well, he looks like everybody else. And then now at least you get the new paint scheme. You get this, the, the 332nds in, in figure form. So that's awesome. Um, season seven, Ahsoka, I think you're right though. Cause like if you don't, pull off the Mando yeah. garb with the two lightsabers, then she just looks like Ahsoka from any other season. Um, See, what I do wonder, yeah. Nick, at least with Ahsoka, because if they if they keep the other three generic, big deal. I mean, they can either go with a more animated look or a more live action. I think the question is with Ahsoka, do they go for kind of how they styled her face in the Rebels Black Series figure we got, which is probably more of a live action look? Yeah. Or will they style it more animated? I'm thinking they're probably going to go more live action. Uh, but you don't know. I, I think it, and someone brought this up in the chat, who is it? Nico Tronis. Uh, I, do th- I do wonder why they didn't include a Clone Wars Maul in this. Yeah, right? I mean, Clone Wars Maul seems like, a no-brainer, but I don't know if if they don't see enough. I mean, there's a, there's a huge difference though, because what the yeah. other Black Series Maul is is, is an episode it's, one, it's, right? Exactly, he's Darth Maul, so he still has yeah. his his Sith attire on. He's got the Sith robe. Where the season seven Maul, it, it's a completely different garb. He's got the metal legs. The lightsaber's you know, different. Yeah, Every, lightsaber's yeah. different. He's kind of letting a little bit of his his chest show like a boss. Uh, so I don't know. I, it's it's odd that he didn't make the mix where Ahsoka did. You would think if they're going to put her in that, you know, he kind of earns a spot too. You don't need a Rex. We already got a great Rex. Uh, I really can't think of any other figures that, that would warrant. Maybe a Jesse would be a nice figure to have because he's got that money ass Imperial logo tattooed right on his helmet and face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I hope to see these soon and I, and I hope to learn that these are going to be 2020 releases. They'll probably be fall or early 2021 at this point. But uh, the prices are a little odd to me. I don't know if this is coming from a... A, a different country or what but these are typically 1999 figures so who knows maybe they're getting extra shit packed in uh either way i i'm jazzed for these and i hope these do come to fruition because i think these could be a four pack of amazing looking figs for sure yeah some awesome awesome season seven setups you can have with these figures so jump on them when they come out toy photographers because i want to see what you can do there you go and nick is the man that gets you on the top five so tickle his taint as he likes to say 
Um, we're not done with toys yet. And this gets me more excited than it would have a year ago. And that's the fact that we've, we've got the final previews of the summer 2020 Lego sets. Uh, and for all intents and purposes, I was not into Lego at all. I, and I'm not saying I, I, I'm a Lego hater. I've always loved Legos. I love Lego movies, Lego games. I like the humor. I like the look and feel. But I didn't really do Legos myself until really about Christmas time 2019 when my kid out of nowhere said she wanted the Bespin or, or the Cloud City Lego set, which was yeah. massive. <laughs> So Santa got that for her. We build it up, all that fun stuff. And now we have the Death Star, which I finally finished last week, Nick. The nice. Lego Death Star is complete. And we've got a table full of sets, uh, Vader's castles, this, that, and the other thing. So I am now a Lego Star Wars super fan. So I was, I was jazzed to see some of these new sets, get final prices and final images. Uh, just We're not going to spend a ton of time on these, but... Uh, I mean, dude, the the Knights of Ren transport ship looks pretty dope. I know it, it's <laughs> tiny, like the scales off, but it's tiny. It, these days, I almost go to the sets that have the minifigures I'm looking for. Yeah. So that first one right there, the the five hundred one, that's going to be a guaranteed pickup because you get all those five hundred one troopers. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Anakin's uh, interceptor, or to us, the ETA one or two, ETA two, ETA two. Yep. Probably just because it's a unique looking Anakin minifig. Yeah. Right? So you see where I'm at got, now. I, I got fully like the headset and everything. I, I've fully been ensnared by Lego's trap where <laughs> they they sell you expensive sets just to get the minifigs. Uh, this one's going to be guaranteed. Next one, the the Lego Star Wars AAT, which is based on Clone Wars. So you're going to get Clone Wars Lego Ahsoka, Clone Wars Lego uh, uh, three thirty second. So it's like yes, sign me up. There's Nick's right there again. I'm probably gonna get because Knights of Ren minifigs. Yep. Um, the Grievous. Okay, I got a I got a question for you on this, Nick. Yeah. Riddle me how the fuck Grievous's Starfighter costs eighty dollars. Is it like? It's a 487 piece set. I was gonna say that, that it doesn't seem like it's more pieces. It doesn't seem like it's any any type of different than what you would get in any of the other sets. Like right, look, dude. I, I mean, the the Knights of Ren shit. It's five ninety five ninety five sixty nine ninety nine. Eighty bucks for a 487. I don't know, dude. Does it like light up? Does it have like Ellie like? I don't know how they do that. It looks like the outside I, I, is a I bit I mean, maybe because you're getting some, again, wicked-looking minifigs. I mean, I need a Grievous, so I'll probably be getting it, and I, I need one of these uh, airborne clone troopers. Yeah. But as one six shooter saying here in, in the chat, and I, I felt the same way when I saw these, I, I feel like Lego just added $10, $20 to their normal prices. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, fuck it. Because uh, these... These prices don't warrant the pieces, especially. I mean, it, final the final dual set, hundred bucks, seven seventy five. All right, maybe. Um, I don't know. So, and then obviously the Razor Crest that's been out there. That that's a must buy for me. You get the legit Baby Yoda, Amando, uh, the Galaxy's Edge transport. That was kind of a new reveal, Nick. That's cool. Uh, those of you who've been to Edge, this is the transport you get in for the uh, Ride of Resistance. And then uh, the advent calendar this year looks pretty legit. If anything, you're going to get a fucking Vader in a Christmas sweater. 
So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. And then you got the ad ad. And then the ad ad, which uh, probably I, I'm not going to lie, Nick. I may have to get all these. I mean, it's may, maybe outside of the fi- outside of the Death Star final duel, because the uh, the Death Star I just built essentially has a miniature version of this. OK. Uh, but the other ones for the minifigs, I may have to get suckered into it. Yeah. I mean, it's something fun for you and Charlie to do. I mean, I know that you do it, but eventually Charlie will be old enough to probably at least assist you a little bit. Um, she yeah. loves playing with them, though. So I do have that going for me to justify some of the money. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't been able to fully realize my dreams of becoming a Lego toy photographer just because I'm an asshole. We just heard that story on <laughs> like I'm so fucked in the head these days with the hobby that I, I can't get in a good place to try shooting uh, Legos, even though I know I'd love it because it'd be much easier to shoot, much less stress. But it just doesn't happen. So, yeah, that is kind of my excuse now is, hey. I'll spend a thousand dollars on Legos in 2020 because my kid will play with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the easy out. It's the easy, and you could yeah. just you could even tell your wife you could be like, "Hey, look, these aren't for me. I'm just putting no, them that, together. These that, are for that's Charlie." No, exactly, that's exactly you're exactly right. That, that's how we roll. That's how <laughs> yeah. we roll these days. Perfect. Uh, but there, I mean, so, some in the peanut gallery here in the chat are saying, yeah, a lot of times Star Wars is going to be pricier because of the license. And that's typically the case uh, with any manufacturer, any toy maker that gets a Star Wars license. It does seem like there's an extra bit of a cheese and grease that goes along with it to, to pay the overlords at Disney. So um good looking stuff here though i yeah. i i'm excited by these 2020 sets none of them are available yet uh, i think most should come available end of august september 1st uh, i do believe we had a link in here just to the lego.com site to drop down your pre-orders if you want to yep yes lego's overpriced but oh they're they're so lovely to look at and yeah. hold and caress and play with <laughs> and cats love to fuck them up too. So there's that. I, I can't tell you how many times Stripes has knocked the Death Star beams off of my <laughs> Death Star dish up there. Uh, it's enough times that a smart person would probably fucking just, move the Death Star, but it's me. Just so. glue them. You got to glue that shit down. <laughs> no, the Craggle. Listen to this guy. The Craggle. He's fucking Lord Business over here. Oh, oh get out of here with that stuff. All right. So. That's kind of it for just new new toy reveals, this, that, and the other thing. But we're not done talking about toys yet. And that's because our buddies over at X-Clue Magazine, in particular Sir Jack, did another fun little top five listicle that I wanted to go through quickly with Nick here. Uh, last time he did top five Legends characters we need as Black Series figures. And now he's doing top five Star Wars ships we need as black series and i thought that was an awesome list and something nick and i could talk about so uh let's get right into it first up nick he he lit he lists the x-wing which yeah. i agree 100 percent. yes there are uh, three and three quarter inch scale x-wings out there i mean there's a lot of three and three quarter inch vehicles out there so again this is for the big big boys uh and i couldn't agree more i mean there is a I think Johnny Walker Customs makes a 3D printed X-Wing for 112 scale. Nick, and you should see how big this thing is. I mean, like, I'm surprised that it's not out there already. You have so many, like so many other vehicles. But I guess, like you said, they are kind of the smaller they scale. They all make them for the small. We, um, a lot of us should be getting our 112 scale Snowspeeder soon. 
Okay. Uh, they did make that. I mean, we got the 112 Dewback, the 112 Land Speeder, 112. Dude, how, do you, how do you make a 112 Snow Speeder before you make a 112 scale X-Wing? I don't like, know. I mean, maybe it's easier to design because it's just one piece of plastic. Who knows, yeah, dude? Maybe but, they're I mean, worried about like the articulation of the wings on the X-Wing because it opened, they open and close. I, I mean, honestly, I think it's just boxes and shipping and shit. I, I mean, if, if yeah. unless you want to ship this thing disassembled... I, I mean, the box for this thing would be this big, you know, as I'm as I'm holding my hands across on a radio show. Yeah, it'd be like this big for those of you listening on your radio. Uh, so, I, yeah, I agree. We we need a, a, a 112 scale X-Wing. I think his next choice is very interesting. Deep in a cut. Sh- I like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Zam Wessel's Airspeeder, which apparently was called the Coro 2. I, I, I like the design of it, the simplicity. I mean... And it's a, it's a ship that you would never think of because it's only in one sequence in all of the movies. And you really like, you see ships that have similar designs, but not that exact design. And it is it, like, it, it feels like quintessentially Star Wars though. So I think this is a good call out because people who are really, like, it probably wouldn't sell as well as like an X-Wing or, you know, any of the other ones, but people who are really into the series would definitely pick up on this. All right, so one six shooter just chimed in with a great comment, so I want to pick up on that real quick. But he says we need a Falcon cockpit in one twelve scale. I don't know if he's talking one twelve scale or one six scale. I'm assuming one twelve, but I'd take either or. And he's saying he wishes that was the Haslab project, and and I agree. Uh, Haslab, Nick, this is where they made that big ass sail barge. Okay, yeah. where they essentially get fans to commit that they're going to buy something. Mm-hmm. And then they'll make it, you know, it's kind of like their own Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I mean, I'd love to have a, a cockpit diorama. There, There is some people on here. I think his name's Kang, Kang Dio, Kang Dio on Instagram, I believe has a 112 scale homemade uh, Falcon cockpit. But yeah, yes. Trevor, that would be, that'd be dope. I mean, we might as well just get a 112 scale Falcon the whole fucking thing, right? The whole Falcon, yeah. I mean, that would still be pretty fucking big. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know how big that would be? You you <laughs> would have to suspend it from your, your collectible room ceiling because it, w- it would take up so much real estate. <laughs> uh, uh, I'd love, I would love to have that. But yeah, I, I mean, Zam Wessel ship, it's just, I just like the, the deep cut aspect. Oh, oh yeah. look at this, motherfucker. Trevor does have a 1-6 scale falcon cockpit look at him one six scale yeah so that'd be big that's like the size of me essentially jesus that's pretty fucking awesome oh that's why he is the one six shooter (laughs) all right moving on and i i I agree with this one too a a nabu n1 starfighter i mean in fact i would like more six inch phantom menace figures yeah yeah i mean the n1 starfighter is so unique in its design that you really don't have one that's like it outside of episode one. I mean, you have, you know, a, a similar-ish style in the um, the Buzz Droid fighters or the, you know, the the CIS fighters, what are the Vulture Droids. Um, those are kind of similar, but really, like, the way that they're kind of, like, pointed and spire-like and... I, I really it is. Like I, I've always liked the the N one. I love the way it sounds. I like it how it's got the the Naboo Chrome action. You know the Nabooians. How do you call <laughs> right? They, they were into their Chrome, right? I mean, they did. The, Padme. Every ship she whipped was, was nothing full. but a a shiny mirror. So yeah, and then the, like their like the sound they make. I, I would like one of these. And like I said, just more prequel era figures, really. Which you're probably going. 
what did Matt just say he wants more prequel air stuff? Why? Yes. I'm like, I'm, I feel like He's I'm becoming reformed. a, yes, I am. And it's all because of the Clone Wars. So, and I've always loved Phantom Menace. Sir Dork's in here. We're probably the two biggest TPM fanboys out there. And I stand by, it is the best prequel of all time. Definitely the best fight in it for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yep. The Jedi Delta Seven Starfighter. I mean, the one I think Obi whipped in Attack of the Clones. Yep. Uh, I know. I know that again. They had three and three quarter inch scale version of this, but yeah, that'd be dope. Especially because we've been getting all these new Black Series Jedi. Uh, so that would be fantastic. Yeah. And if it, if it came with the R four unit too, that would be pretty sick. So I agree with that. Pretty nice. That's actually. This ship is in Swago, but it's not. Yeah, like it's, it, it's given to the the, the bum Jedi, yeah, like, Jedi like the no name guy, no name. yeah, just like dude, like home homeboy. Yeah, so he you know? he whips this ship in Swago. <laughs> Unfortunately, Obi does not have. Uh, okay, his own hold on. Fighter, so people are taking taking umbrage with my TPM claim. Yes, even Jar Jar. There's nothing wrong with Jar Jar. Jar Jar for what George made him it is made him for is actually fantastic. Dude, uh, Klondike, I, I recommend even if you hate TPM or if you haven't conditioned your own kids to hate TPM, let your kids watch TPM and tell me what they laugh out loud at. And, and probably one of the things they remember the most, it's going to be Jar Jar. And yeah, I'll be when I went through, I was like, oh man, this, he's kind of annoying. Yes, I get all that. But now when I look back and, and just see how my little kid received him i was like all right george knew what he was doing yeah there's some weird racial stuff there but uh, jar jar's not that bad of a guy he really isn't yeah there's much worse characters in the prequels namely anakin skywalker i mean we'll talk a little bit about it later (laughs) in the show but you know like john Uh, noel and 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 dave filoni said star wars is literally aimed at children right yes There are people like us, everybody oh, we, in the chat. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not, I'm not, we're not fan. trying to say we're above that shit. I mean, we, we treat this shit as if it is real life. There's a Bible out there somewhere and we are the priests. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, nothing wrong with TPM. And, and yes. look at this. Here, here's another ship Jack went with from the prequel era. And, and I agree again, this is another badass looking ship, Arc the Ark 170. Yeah, Ark uh, 170 the, is really awesome. The Precursor. predecessor to the, to the uh, X-Wings. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is another cool one. Again, they have this one available in Swago. You should be playing Swago, and you know that kind of leads us right into our next topic. Oh, look at which it. Is look at Nick. It's like it's, Swago. It's almost like we planned some of this shit beforehand. So. Here we go. I'll pat good, myself. Good job, my that. young Padawan podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But uh, the the Swago news that we're going into now is all around one character that that literally we've been waiting for for years in this game and that's jkl jedi knight luke skywalker that's right if he's in swago he he has to have an abbreviated name yeah. for some reason over there we can't call people by their names anymore no it's it's jkr dr whatever <laughs> this is jkl so bast emo bast right yeah emo bast i have to i have to get her up to, to seven star mal dude uh, gas i mean dude there's so gmy there's so many i love it Oh yeah, um, so yeah. Jedi, Jedi Knight Luke is here. I don't know if you and I are going to get him uh, this year or next, but he's here. The event's still going on, right? It is still going on. Um, uh, it, it, he is. Is he a galactic legend? He is not a galactic legend, no. from what I remember. The only galactic legends still are uh, galactic legend Ray and galactic reg- legend uh, Kylo. So he is still considered a legendary character. 
Um, I really want to play this trailer, is, but I'm so scared. Like if you if you kind of read into him and you look at his abilities and stuff, he is basically built to be a counter to Darth Revan. Like he he has like you know he's immune and he makes his team immune to like uh, turn meter change and all of these different things. And and really, you know, what's interesting about him is they they kind of built his journey from episode five on. Because right. if you remember, uh, if for those of you who play Swago, if you remember your CLS journey, you're unlocking Commander Luke Skywalker. That basically walked you through all of episode four. And this one takes you through episode five and your first fight is with a wampa. <laughs> the wampa <laughs> so and that's what's fucking stopping me because yeah. i never farmed wampa I've, so. I've got wampa farmed he's seven star but he's not he relic three relic so three. it's like see you later pal um and what we're talking about if hopefully you've you've listened to us uh you know th- this game it's something we play every day it's something that takes a lot of time and a lot of grinding like it's nothing but a grind yep uh so to get jkl you have to have certain characters that would make sense some i don't think make sense but that's how they roll it's to kind of entice the whales or the dolphins to spend a little cash yep uh, who do you need? I mean, you got to start with the Wampa. I think you, you got to have. Uh, you need Ca- Captain Han Solo. Yeah, so, Ca- you need so Hoth Han, Rolo, which is Rebel Officer Leia. Yep, you uh, need Lando Calrissian. Lando, uh, Vader. Vader. Do you need Lobot? I don't know, man. I hope not. <laughs> I don't remember if you need Lobot. Lobot or not. But that, that's something they would do. Yeah. I mean, just like if, if you look at the shit you need for Galactic Legend Ray or Kylo. Uh, especially like uh what was it you need a young you need young lando's ship yeah for the fucking event like how does that make any sense yeah it's just like they 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 put out these characters that or these ships or whatever that you don't think you'll ever need and then <laughs> and then they're like oh yeah you need young lando's ship for something that makes yeah. no fucking for, to, sense to unlock ray ray bleh, skywalker yeah. i mean it's like how does young lando play into that okay e- either so way here's the full rex you need all relic three for the characters c-3po darth vader chewbacca wampa rebel officer leia lando captain han solo you need cls okay. so you need to get cls to to relic right. three then you need Hermit Yoda as well. God. So you need both of the farms from the Territory War thing. Oh, yeah. And you need Han's Millennium Falcon ship, and you need uh, Wedge Antilles X-Wing. Here's so. the deal. I will say for this one, if you are someone that's been playing for at least a year or two... You have most of it. Or if you're someone like me that's been playing from the dawn of time, you're pretty much done outside of... The fucking gear grind, which is a nightmare. I mean, yeah. it, for free to play, getting these fuckers into the higher relics takes it's, forever. I mean, I, I'm still working on General Anakin, which might be a year old at this point. Yeah, I, I, I almost have my Sep droid. You know, all my Sep droids are Relic 3 finally, so uh, I think I can roll. But what I really wanted to talk about this, because I, I feel like we're, we're losing some listeners here because no one likes this outside of our boy Alfie. Uh, but they refreshed Darth Vader, and I believe it's for this event and just to make him an actual Darth Vader. Because let's be real, Nick, 
Darth Vader had been refreshed once or twice before and he still Wasn't. sucked. Yeah. He, he was a bozo. Like he did nothing. He, he could barely hurt anyone. He, he did not embody what you would think a Darth Vader character could do. Mm-hmm. But they updated his ass last night with a new ability. I think it's called Merciless. And if you Zeta that shit and just have him, you know, basic gear 12, nothing crazy. I tested him out today. The dude took six turns in a row. That's so nuts. Dude. All right. Now, yeah, this is 5v5 battles, and, you know, you have tanks, you have attackers, you have stealth people. I mean, it's, it's an RPG game with Star Wars grind. Yeah. Um, just trust us. Like we said, it's free. Download. If you don't like it, tell it to go fuck off, right? All, all it's going to do is take up some memory for a little phone. bit. We, At least we don't it, get anything if you download no, it. We're telling you to no. do it because it's a legitimately right. fun game to play. And, and, and you know, you, you probably hear fans like, oh, fucking EA, all they care about is Swago, these stupid Swago games, cash grab, blah. It's the same old bullshit that fucking dopey game trolls get into with free games. I mean, if you don't want to spend money, don't spend money. The, yeah. These games aren't fucking pay to win. There's no like, yeah, sure, there's you can be ranked one, but so what? Spend the fucking money then. It's not that big a deal. You can still have a good time like Nick and I do. I mean, I'll spend 20 bucks here and there now. It's like, fuck it, I've been playing for so long. And deep down, I want the game to keep going. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep spending. But New Vader is a Mac Daddy. They made him look better visually, but more importantly, his power set now is ridiculous. So... If you've been playing the game and you haven't checked out Vader yet, make sure to refresh your client. And I highly recommend blowing some Zetas on his ass. There we go. So keep up. Keep up with Swago because there's a lot of new content coming out. JKL is only the beginning of it. I'm sure that there's going to be some more legendary and galactic legends and new characters. Well, coming out uh, according to the angry crowd, which the intern is a part of, uh, this announcement, by the way, caused him for probably the fifth time to say he was uh, quitting the game. He was quitting the game and giving me his account. Right? <laughs> uh, and I now I'm just starting to screenshot these conversations because he's like, man, I'm, I hope you forget some of these. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't forget this type of shit. <laughs> there he is. He's in here. The intern's in here. Perfect. He's in here. There he is. Kung Fu just joined up. That is the intern we're talking about. He is my personal Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes senpai. He kind of is the leader. Through osmosis, I get his advice. And then through our chats, it passes to Nick. So he's kind of like the Qui-Gon Jinn, the my Obi-Wan Kenobi to Nick's uh, Anakin here. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he always like when these when these announcements come out and he he knows he can't get it right away. <laughs> he'll be like, fuck this game. They fucking suck. I'm quitting. I'm giving up my account. The game's going to be dead in a year anyways. And I'm like, I All right, man. All we right, dude. Celebration. It was the Malik. <laughs> it was the Malik grind. Yeah. And, and in, in turn was definitely frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, that was a hard event. Everybody was frustrated. The thing is, I, I get what he's doing because we're, we're very much alike in the head in terms of the way we deal with, uh, you know, shitty news, sports, this, that, or the other thing. It's, it's, a, it's a defense mechanism <laughs> where you're like, hey, fuck this shit. I'm going to quit. That way I don't ever have to worry about it. Or like, you know what? Fuck my team. They suck. I hope they die. That way, that, that way you don't have to worry when they lose. It's not going to break your heart too bad. So I, I completely understand why he, he gets upset during these reveals and says he's going to quit and give me his account. <laughs> it's just funny. So I hope we keep it up with the, the next major reveal. 
Uh, but I do not think he made much progress on Jedi Knight Luke. At least the last time I checked in, he was at the the Wampa paywall like we were. So yeah, that's that's where we're stuck too. So it's not just you in turn. It's not just you. A lot of people <laughs> are stuck because I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck do I need Wampa for? Like, why would I well, ever need this character? I, I know Intern had him early because he just he plays the game smart. Yeah, I mean, he also he he put the money in to kind of get to a point where he can farm money at this point where he doesn't have to spend real money, uh, which was smart if 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 you want to play this game for an extended amount of your life. Uh, but he he plans shit like detailed. I'm talking spreadsheets. Zero. He knows what what the, what gear to buy, how much he needs of this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so he's on top of it. Oh, we just got an update. Zero progress. So, Zero pro- so you're in well, the same I, I may I may be getting his account after all, because I think the longer <laughs> he doesn't have JKL, the, the, the closer I will be getting to his at this point, I would assume almost six million GP account. I would Ooh. have to wager. Wow. Six million. I'm like, he's got to be up there. If I'm at four point six, he, he's got to be close to six mil. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad intern point. joined in. I forgot to remind them that we're going to be talking some Swago on this episode. So we should, we should See? try to put together like, who do we think our next, you know, our, our next three legendary reveals will be. Cause now yeah, it's like, which next thin. legendary will get the intern to really quit the game. To, like to that, actually that'll become a game. Quit, yes. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because right now, if you think about it, like who's who's really left to reveal in terms of a legendary character? Are you going to bring Snoke in? Is Snoke? Yeah, dude. I mean, these people. Trust me, if they need some cash, they'll figure something out. Yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll, they'll figure something out. We 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 could always get old man Luke too. Yeah, that's true. Get old Luke. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, but that's what keeps this game fun is that there's so many, um, there's so many characters out there. That you could pull in, like there, we, it, it, there's probably Nick, what over 150 it, oh, characters easily. right now. I mean, it is, it is, it, it kind of preys on the same collectible uh, draws that 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 some of us, you know, some of the assholes get from collecting figures, busts, props. So it, it's it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's you have a goal, you want to collect a squad that will synergize and move you on to the next collectible. So I mean, that, that's another reason why I like it so much. Yep. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to get caught up in the in the the, the bullshits or, the, or these characters only for whales. It's like, who gives a fuck? I mean, in the end, it gives me something to do every single fucking day. <laughs> like almost two much to do i mean there there are nights now where i'm passing out on my couch trying to get my my dailies done because i've had to move my payouts to almost midnight because my shards suck so bad that if i'm if i'm like in a normal time shard i'm never going to place for gems uh now we're getting a little too deep in this will go so we're gonna leave it there but play it my friends if you need something to kill time on your phone on the pot in the car and you like Star Wars, you like collecting shit, you like working towards other more valued targets to collect, you can't go wrong with Swago. You can't. Easy, easy download, easy to play. It doesn't require you to sit there for eight hours a day like you're playing a single player game. You can sit there and play for five minutes, you can play for an hour, you can play for however long you want. And, you know, the game's not going to penalize you, so... Um, good shit. Give it a download. Sticking on the the game news, we finally did have our world gameplay premiere for uh, Star Wars Squadrons, um, and, and and Matt and I kind of checked that out a little bit. So just to give you a little bit of of news and some reveals that came from the gameplay premiere, 
Um, first off, this is set after uh, Return of the Jedi. It's going to feature uh, dual storylines that will intertwine between a New Republic pilot and an Imperial Remnant pilot from what I could gather of your design. So yeah, you- yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem like you're, you're, you know, the main white guy from the trailer or the main girl from the trailer. It does seem, I, I, it, and like you, I don't know if they're talking about that's your multiplayer character or if that was the campaign. Yeah, but. exactly. So you do have design options for characters, whether it be multiplayer or single player is kind of fuzzy. Um, the game is going to retail at $40. So we talked about this last week. So you're not going well, to have Nick, to pay. You, I think we now know why, right? Yes, I mean, you're exactly. the one that kind of caught on to that. I was surprised that some other people were like, will the game get DLC when it was pretty clear? It will not. <laughs> no. It, it is a, so after the reveal, um, EA Motive came out, EA Motive is the designer, came out and said that it is not a living game, which means what you get is what you get. There will be no content updates. There will be no DLC. There will be like bug fixes and patches, but... Yeah, you would hope so. (laughs) You know, they're not like, hey, there you go. It's fucking... You bought it. You're stuck with it. You know, like buying a used car. Yeah, it's like (laughs) back in PlayStation 1 in the old days where the game released and it was fucked. Suck it, assholes. It was just fucked. (laughs) But, oh uh, man, it's been so long. I don't even like remember those days. Yeah, I know, dude. It's like, and, but that back then, developers would actually take the time to make sure that you didn't yeah, have game breaking. Yeah, they'd bugs actually do real released. testing and QA. Yeah. Oh um, man. So you're not going to get. It's going to be like what you have when the game releases is going to be what the game is for all time. Um, you're going to get two multiplayer modes in addition to the story mode that I mentioned before. So you're going to yep. get a dogfight mode, which is five v five, straight up five v five. Then you're going to get a fleet battles mode, which is still 5v5, but it's multi-stage battles. So if you think about Capital Supremacy in uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, if you play that game where you have the ground battle, then you move to the space battle. And if you fail the space battle, you move back down. It'll be similar to that where you have multi-stages. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wrote I wrote it down, but you uh, you can play solo and with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna have a social hub to kind of figure out what type of mods and customizations you want to roll with. So it does sound like they are focusing on strategy, and it isn't just like oh, I'm the tank ship or I'm the attacker ship. Uh, but yeah, okay. So back to Nick's on the fleet. The phases are: you have a dogfight to start. Yep. Whoever presses the attack will then go on offense and stay on offense. Then there's a capital ship attack. And then finally the flagship attack. Yeah. Now it's going to be interesting to see here. Like if you win the dogfight battle, like you're pressing, you move forward. You get to the capital ship battle and they push you back. Do you just go back yeah, to I dogfight? Right. Because it seemed like once the dogfight, you, you figure out who's O and who's D that that's where you're at now. Yeah, so it's it's going to be cuz that's how capital supremacy works in Battlefront 2 where like you have that dogfight round where it's a ground combat and then once you push to a certain point in ground combat, it will move to a space combat where your team is either on offense or defense. But if you D and you stop them from winning the game, you go back to ground and then from there you can push oh, them to their I mean, you, you could get into like two hour long matches that yeah, way. Yeah, those mean, motherfuckers can go a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like they can go a I, really long time. 
I would, I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I wouldn't mind either option really. I mean, it's, it's like you're specifically O or D and that's how you play it out. Once you lose, you have to defend. Yeah. The only way to win is to defend. And then the only, the other way, the only way to win is to attack. Yeah. Uh, or uh, like a real battle, you know, you, you, you kind of give some ground, but then you get your shit together yeah, and you, you make push. a push and, and you, you, you kind of wedge through their offense and here we go. So yeah. I don't know. You could push and pull. So it'll be interesting. And then after the real match dropped in some updates too. So we have the playable locations that are going to be available in the game. Again, these are the only ones you're not going to get any more playable locations. So you have Yavin prime, you have Essels, the Nadiri dockyards, Susubo, uh galaton and then the zavian abyss which a lot of these are brand new locations to star wars that we've never seen in other games before um specifically um i've heard of essels i don't know if it was in a book or not but uh the nadiri dockyard susubo galatan are all i think brand new locations to star wars um the zavian abyss again i think i've heard of and then yavin prime is you know where yavin 4 is it's the it's the system that that holds yavin 4 got you um so really hey, greggy cool. boy sorry greggy's up greg's in, in here He's welcome up. welcome to the cast although welcome uh has been here from the top greg so get your Whoa. shit together look at that i always but, forget it, it's their like winter right now so they don't like getting up early because it's cold i don't blame them i don't like getting up early at yeah. all they got they got <laughs> fucked up weather and their toilets fr- flushed the wrong way so that's, that's what happens um, what's really interesting about this game and matt i'll throw this out to you to see if you think there's any possibility is there are some people out there who are like thinking this could turn into like a competitive esport type of thing yeah i i mean i i just i guess let's talk about the gameplay i mean i'm getting so close to touching the button and just let the trailer run but it, <laughs> we, you know i i've touched that hot stove enough that i'm, I'm not gonna it could do explode it. the whole stream even yeah. though by the way everyone i am trying out something different on the tech setup today uh, knock on wood knock on haywood um audacity finally updated its ass to work on mac os shitalina as i like to call it uh so i'm not using GarageBand today and so far so good uh but anyways uh, the actual gameplay nick you know they, they gave us the update we're gonna have the two faction campaign switching for views but we did get to see some unadulterated just straight up gameplay Mm-hmm. When they are announcing the different modes, this, that, and the other thing, and you know the cosmetic upgrades, component unlocks, you know how you can work together and use shit like tractor beams and mines to fight the bad guys. But just seeing the gameplay, I, I, I was instantly hooked. Uh, I think it's the the first person cockpit view which yeah. really sells it for me. I mean, it almost makes it like a super fast twitch shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoyed at least the the visuals of what the gameplay could be i think uh, knowing the gamer i am i'm gonna get into that a thousand percent i'm yeah. glad that it is first person uh, I, I don't mind the third person approach in battlefront 2 but it gets a little wonky it feels more arcadey where it, this one just looked like it's gonna feel as if and if you have the vr you literally will be sitting in the cockpit of these ships yeah and one other thing to call out if you are playing planning to play this game on any particular console or pc or whatever there's cross-play enabled so you will be able to play yeah that that was nice that was nice so everyone can play with everyone but I, i'm telling you right now and i never go playstation for 
multi-platform. I know I'm such an Xbox fanboy. <laughs> um, but this one, I'm definitely going PlayStation solely for the, the PSVR. The I mean, yeah, I, you got to come on. I mean, that thing's been sitting on my game shelf for probably a year and a half now without being used. So yeah, I mean, this is uh, where Matt's going to get what you'll see is Matt's going to start playing this game and then he's going to get his pilot's license because he's going to yeah. get hooked on flying in space. So he's going to call go me Haywood pop Skywalker. There we go. Uh, best, but yeah, best pilot in the digital galaxy. It looks we also, good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be shooter-esque. It's going to be highly skill-based, too. Like, it's which, skill is scar- which, which is probably going to suck for me because those, those skills are, are long gone in terms of being competitive in, in multiplayer gaming. Uh, but I still think with, with friends or just coming in solo, getting in there fucking with the AI, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that was an option too for idiots like me. You know, if we, if we get our, our butts hurt online, we could also just fire up some single player and fight yeah. the computer it's again. Like, like the, fuck you, the good old days. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it, 10 year olds. I'm going to beat the computer on easy. There we go. Y- you know what I mean? So I, I did. I really like the gameplay. I think it looks intense. I think it looks Star Wars uh, ship combat correct. Uh, but I also do like that it, it seems like there is a, a focus on strategy and teamwork uh, more importantly. So for sure. So I'll be, I'll be, that'll be a day one buy for me. Uh, I don't know if I have any of my old video game contacts where I could maybe get it early. We'll try. Yeah. It's uh, it looks good. And for $40 price point, it's, it's very yeah. accessible. Even yeah, for it, me, somebody who does not have a job right now. Hey, he's going to get a job though. He's, he's interviewing, interviewing. his TVs are breaking. You never know. Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, the luck has to change for young Nick. It has to, it's, it's I mean, just, just yesterday, be. I'm not fucking kidding. Just yesterday. Hey man, remember that TV I got two months ago? It's this bricked. One fucking bricked firmware bricked it it's like oh yeah, dude, no, dude now he's got to wait five days to get its tv fixed yep i gotta it just that's that's where my luck is right now literally right, didn't even right in the middle I the tv on i updated it and it just didn't come back it was and, and mind you he's in lockdown no job he's basically a college kid again can sleep in all day stay up all night and he was playing what is being dubbed by some as one of the best games of all time. And now he can't even do that and, yep. and continuing his quest in The Last of Us 2. <laughs> so it's like, oh, poor Nick, man. What a uh, day. <laughs> I, I, I really, I mean, I've always thought that the universe has had it out for me. I mean, I've had some really fucked up medical conditions. Not bad stuff. I'm not saying like I had cancer, but like I, I get hives sometimes and they last for upwards of a year. I get them every day, regardless of what I eat, drink, what I sleep. It just doesn't matter. Uh, I, I couldn't pee when I was in my 20s, literally was taking like Flomax and shit. So I've had some fucked up unexplained medical things and other bad luck but these days nick takes the cake yeah i'm at the bottom of the wheel right now i'm getting rolled over by i mean mind mind you (laughs) mind you he's interviewing because he he left the job knowing full well he was going to get another one he had to interview for but then covid hit and the place stopped hiring that is true so it's like the poor guy man that All right. Very true. We'll, so, we'll move on from uh, Nick's the depressing life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just last thing on, on squadrons, uh, the uh, Star Wars.com, the official data bank has been updated 
uh, with some canon stuff there. So we got Lin- Lyndon Javes. He's going to be the new Republic guy, kind of your your, your cutscene leader, if you will. Uh, Teresa Carell is going to be on the Empire side. And then, as we said last week, you're going to have Vanguard, Vanguard Squadron from the New Republic and Titan from the Empire. Yes. Uh, and it looks like we're also going to get, oh, this last point here, two new... Uh, New Republic style ships in the Temperance, which kind of has a Mon Cal look. Okay. Uh, but the Starhawk here, Nick, I don't know if you read this one, but apparently the New Republic had been salvaging Imperial Star Destroyers and using them to build prototype New Republic battleships. And that's what this Starhawk is. So very nice. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty slick. You're, so you're even going to get, you're going to get a little bit of lore. You're going to get a little bit of. Yeah. Uh, you know, new characters and, you know, it's, it's going to be well worth the $40 in my opinion. I, dude, I, I am, I am fully excited for this game. I'm excited for the campaign. That's a no brainer. And I'm excited to try out the multiplayer, which I do feel after a night or two of just getting destroyed and becoming nothing but a, a, a spawn death <laughs> and repeat type of player. Yeah. I'll probably never play it again, but that's 40 bucks for you. There you go. So uh keep your eyes out it's going to be an october 2nd release date yeah. as of now so um I, I don't think october this is 2nd. i don't think this is getting delayed man i think this thing's in the can ready to roll <laughs> i mean i really yeah. do because i mean we, we talked about the project maverick psn league i mean like it feels like at least a half ago. a year ago right yeah like at least four um, or five months ago so yeah it was still when the world was normal so i know that yep so Moving away from the from you know the video game and fandom section, we're kind of getting into some some news, some rumors, some interviews around the live action stuff. What could be happening in the future of Star Wars? And one of these things comes from uh, Mr. Ewan McGregor himself, who had a uh, an interview with Ace Universe podcast. And during that podcast, they talked about a, a ton of stuff. But of course, when you're talking to Ewan, Star Wars comes up, and then more particularly the upcoming Disney plus Kenobi series. And, and really, you know, we had a couple questions here, but the big thing that we learned is that they are going to be using the Mandalorian style led screens on this show as well. Um, so you're not going to be dealing with a fully CG environment like you did with the original prequels or the, the star Wars prequels. Uh, you are going to have the volume as they called it in Disney right. gallery, Mandalorian in, in play here. I just like, I mean, in a roundabout way, he's essentially saying that this is going to be so much easier than shooting the prequels because George was pushing the tech envelope back then, which made my job as an actor impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you like a couple of quotes. So one of the one choice quote that Matt was kind of getting to, he said, technically, this is speaking about the prequels. Um, he said, technically, it was quite complicated. It was all blue screen and green screen. It was hard to imagine it. Nowadays, things have moved on so much. A lot of what you see, as in right. us, the audience, which is, is what funny because if you listen to a lot of their interviews back when they were filming this shit, or I think even the behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure all of them are like, "Oh yeah, man, it's acting." So yeah, we do man. We're actors, right? Yeah, and then they realize, like, holy <laughs> shit! They're like, yeah. Then when they see the finished product, they're like, oh yeah, we look like a bunch of fucking assholes. It's like I had no idea that this was behind <laughs> me or this dude was next like, to yep, me. Yep, that's why we look like we can't act in these movies. So thank you. But I mean, in all seriousness, 
that, that was George, man. I mean, again, we talked about this a few episodes back. The volume is what George had in his head. He just didn't have the tech there to do yeah, it. That was George's uh, garage. And that's, that's what Ewan is saying. He's just saying, like, it's not going to be a fucking nightmare. I mean, those, those movies sounded like they were a shit show to shoot tech-wise, location-wise. And you got to remember, those movies would take three years to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to shoot forever. and then you'd have to spend the, the other two years doing all the computer stuff. So uh, I think, as he said, as he's probably seen, maybe he's watching the, the Mandalorian gallery stuff and he's heard from his peers talking about how magical uh, working with the volume or working with the, the, the screens has been. So uh, how, yeah, he's going to enjoy this <laughs> more than working on the prequels. Yeah, he definitely called out the the Mando behind the scenes at one point in the interview. So he, he's been keeping up with it and. What's fun about Ewan is like he seems like a legitimate fan and like he he references things that are going on in the Oh fandom, yeah, he he's you know? I I love Ewan in Star Wars. I mean, he's always been a fan. You got to remember he's he's um Wedge's nephew, I believe. Yeah, he is. Uh, he Dennis is. Lawson, I mean, so it's in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, uh I don't know. Quick, I mean, I, go ahead. One other quick thing that that came out of the interview was they were talking about the title and he says that it is still untitled, so the title of the series is not Kenobi. Um, but he did say that he's been looking at fan art and he's been looking at fan suggestions. And if he had to pick one of the, the things that's kind of floating out there, he would go with hello there. He was, yes! he said that that was the one that he liked yes! the, the name. That's why we love <laughs> Ewan McGregor. That's why we love his hello there. That's why I hope this show happens. I mean, I, yeah. I'm still like, is it really going to happen? Is Cassian even going to happen? I mean, honestly, like with, and I'm not talking Disney bullshit. I'm talking the world. Yeah. Viruses shooting. Can we shoot? Can we actually have a production where people aren't going to get sick? Uh, we're, we're already finding out a lot of the stuff that's trying to reopen. Ain't fucking working. Big surprise. Yeah. Big fucking take, surprise. It's going to take a while. It's going to take so a while. That's what I'm talking about. Like, unless, unless these guys are locked in a bubble, for the, the amount of time it requires to shoot this show, I, I just I do not know how all this stuff is going to get back to to normalcy unless everything literally moves to New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, that's your only option at this yeah. point. But I'm sure Taika wouldn't mind that. Taika is he's like, hey, let's do everything in New Zealand. I don't have to I don't have to leave my house. So that'd be perfect. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I know, would love to live down there. I, I've always been a fan of New Zealand just based on what Peter Jackson showcased in his fucking Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, look at that place. That place has to be one of the greatest places to live. I've never been there, but I know a couple of friends who've been to the location of like Hobbiton and in a lot of the, the uh, Lord of the Rings sets. And they were like, dude, it's incredible. Like you can yeah. walk into the like the Hobbit houses and all this different stuff. They said it's really cool. Uh, and then we got our, our super fan Greggy boy over here who just lives there. Who just you know? Well, he's he's in he's in Australia. Yeah, he's so. in Australia, but he's close enough, right? Y'all are basically you, yeah. You, you and got, New Zealand are basically right, the same. Yeah, we're thing, from right, America. Greg? We don't know anything about the rest of the world. They're right next to each other. You guys could just swim there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not even that far. <laughs> you could probably just hop on a bicycle, bike on well, over. I think no a, a lot of people also like when they look at a, a globe or a map, they think that Australia is huge. It's actually like smaller than our country if you if you plopped it onto our landmass. So. Australia is very it's like i can't remember it's very close in size to america there's just a lot oh, yeah, of dead it really, space in australia like no, i'm just saying like if you look at australia on a globe they inflate it to make it look like it's fucking a massive oh, okay. piece of land and it, it's it's not 
but they're not as fucked up as we are, so good for them. <laughs> That's true. They're doing a lot better than us. Um, but kind of sticking with the Disney Plus, Star Wars. Yeah, this, this is the TV fun thing. one here where it's like, okay. And those of you that are on here, if you're wondering like, hey, I wonder why they haven't been talking about this, this Rebel sequel or this or that. It's like, you know why? Because we talked about it way back when when it was first brought up and I'm just, I'm not going to pay attention to these idiots, uh, Noah outlaw and all these dummies on Kessel run radio, whatever the fuck it is, where they literally just throw out the same shit over and over. Yeah. It's like, like, Oh yeah. Just- Rebel sequel coming. Oh uh, yeah. It will be bad batch. Or, oh yeah. It'll be maybe captain Rex and Ahsoka on the side screen. And oh yeah. But now maybe they're going after Ezra and now maybe they're this. And it's like anyone can do what they're doing. It, it drives me nuts that they get, they're recognized as like, oh my God, can you believe these guys broke this? It's like, wow, the Rebel sequels. Break anything. All you did was just say a bunch of stuff. You take the Mike Zero approach, you take the shotgun, yeah, and you spray it out exactly. there, and one thing will hit. Yeah, see, see how much shit you can throw at a wall and what will stick. I mean, last week, Noah Outlaw, on, I think it was on Monday's like Star Wars Celebration or whatever day it was, Star Wars Celebration cancellation coming today. It's happening. And it didn't come today. It, it didn't or the happen. Next day. It didn't fucking happen. So, you know, yeah. let's stop with this shit. But yes, Celebration was canceled. Everybody fucking knew it was going to be canceled. But like, he just puts it out as if it is a leak to him. But it's, it's just, like I mean, they, they was- have become the, like, they're the ones that know all this about all these supposed animated series coming out. It's just like, I don't get it. Yeah. Who's, whose dick has been sucked over on Reddit for these guys to always be the main leakers or sources of this information? It's pretty crazy. But right? um, another piece of absolutely incredible journalism from the internet has now stated, <laughs> I list this as a rumor and I don't know why because it's the most obvious thing ever. But uh, it's, list, it's, it's now out there that Disney is planning a shared universe for all Star Wars series that are coming to the Disney Plus. It's, I mean, hello, <laughs> hello. What, what the fuck do you think Star Wars is? You dumb fucking idiots, right? Everything is a shared interconnected universe. Every TV series that has released even before Disney Plus was in a thought of imagination has been interconnected in, yes, in, in a shared like, universe. What, what the fuck do you think Rogue One was? Anyone see that? Oh, it was connected to the Star Wars movies. That's crazy. And it's like, it's so obvious for you to be able to see the interconnections between these two series. The Clone Wars and Rebels, are those interconnected series? Of course there are. You have shared characters in all of them. You have shared timelines <laughs> in all of them. The like. So, so for these, so, so here's the earth-shattering oh news. Oh, I like you even put earth-shattering. There yeah. you go. I'll bring it up. Is that is that there will be a part of the shared universe is going to be the Mandalorian, the Cassian Andor series, and <laughs> other rumored series, other rumored series. It's like, what are we talking about? It's like, dude, every they didn't even list the more obvious link, which is the Mandalorian to the Clone Wars, like. <laughs> I, I, I did. I just I'm actually I, I like reading your snark. I mean, that's what's giving me some of the, the, the laughs here. Like people, you guys just got to read it. You can tell when Nick was writing this, he was hate writing it. Uh, that, that's some of the fun here. But it is It's like, how is this even fucking news? 
and we're assholes for talking about it, but we wanted to talk about it to remind you assholes of all the other assholes out there that are Star Wars fans. It's just stupidity, man. I mean, like, yes. But, Nick, it's what everyone likes. Like, it's how people get... Have you ever seen a Star Wars Time article show up anywhere as a as a source or a... It's, it's like th- these people get the hits. They I get the respect. Right. It, 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 now you guys know why I'm so mental. It's like, what the fuck do we have to do to be considered to be in the know or, or people worth, uh, uh, hey, these assholes said this. So let's let's discuss it on our shitty forum. Yeah, I mean, right? the, the funny thing is, is that we had a legitimate leak that we tried to share on Star Wars leaks and they deleted it. Deleted. Instantly <laughs> deleted. Like uh, a, a, a real source gave us real information yeah, uh, with the screenshot. That, that said, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I mean, subreddits are such a fucking joke. All the rules are bullshit. They, they cater to certain accounts and those accounts only. And it's just that's why it gets it's like the, the, the guys at Kessel, Kessel Run or whatever it is, they could be great guys. I'm just an angry motherfucker because I know the time I put in. I know the time Nick puts in and I know we're good at this shit sort of we're at least average right c minus or less yeah we're not an f <laughs> but it's like uh, i mean they 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 just like oh wow they there's gonna be a, a sequel to rebels like oh wow oh my god oh no shit you like, think so considering they left two major fucking characters stories just hanging in the unknown regions do you think there's gonna be a sequel yeah it's it's sad and here's the other the other big the big thing here is that surprise surprise dave filoni will serve as the lore master for this whole thing all right well hey if if that's a new reveal you know if that's the new marching orders at disney then great that 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 makes a lot of fucking sense that's what i've been putting out there into the force this guy should be the lore master yeah I i mean while we're talking about this nick just real briefly uh, the, the Mandalorian BTS is now over. The final episode came out. The final episode is great, especially oh, yeah. if you're someone like me that likes Easter eggs and seeing all the nuances that they jammed into every episode. But you also in that episode, once again, just you get a full understanding of the man that Dave Filoni is and why he is the torchbearer, the lore master, whatever the fuck you want to call him for all of Star Wars. Yeah, I, I know Favreau likes the kid with him, but you can tell even John knows the magic that Filoni gives his project and yeah. knows the magic that Filoni gives Star Wars in general. So yeah, fucking A, he better be the lore master. Yeah. So, I mean, on that topic, that last episode was, it was really cool because it shows you not only the level of detail that was just put into the show in general, but the level of detail to maintain the the reverence to the original Star Wars that were always being called out or being referenced or oh they, they do a whole spot on Willrow, so i mean yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great Hill. deal they, they talk about the celebration march all the shit nick and i talked about so i mean we basically are like listening to john favreau and dave filoni we yeah. just suck yeah exactly we didn't except we didn't make a 120 million dollar tv show <laughs> so i mean it was it's a, it's a really good watch for those of you who are not only just interested in in behind the scenes for the mando but the filmmaking process, the storytelling process, what goes just, into the reverence behind this type of series. Right. It's so. good. Check them out. It is over now. So no, no Mando anything until October. But just kind of back to this no shit Sherlock article again, Nick. 
it is. It, 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 what's going on with Star Wars fans and, and Star Wars fan personalities these days? I mean, we try to bring it to you common sense, no bullshit, but... If it takes just throwing out some random ding-dong type of claims like this, maybe we should start doing it. Yeah, maybe maybe you know? we just need to make up a source. <laughs> it's like a source inside of Disney Plus has told us that there's going to be a it, really it, awesome follow-up to Rebels. It's weird, because even when I was at EB, I, I was getting legit shit on Marvel stuff, on DC stuff. I mean, I, I posted that Swamp Thing would be canceled even before its first season came out. That came to fruition. I posted that the DC streaming network would go away. That came to fruition. But no one gave a shit, because it was just me and Entertainment Buddha. It, it's like you, you, you also have to grease the, the Reddit people. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. you gotta, you I, gotta, I'm not willing to do that shit. I mean, I'm I'm someone that feels like if I'm good at what we're doing, then the people should come. So clearly I haven't taken my own advice because we've been doing this for many years now and not that many people have come. Yeah. So I think so it's Tone, time to hang up the fucking hat. <laughs> Tones mentioned that the, he's surprised that there's no mention of Feige, Kevin Feige. Um, Feige is supposed to be more movie side. So this I, is I all hope so, because that's where they kind of need stuff. need some fixing and better interconnectedness, especially after that last trilogy where you know standalone films fine but you know you try to tell me that the sequel trilogy had some sort of cohesive narrative you're on drugs yeah there was uh, definitely a departure from the cohesion right. of the narrative. if you early. needed feige to tell you that you should make a shared universe with the tv stuff you truly are uh, you should yeah. not be running lucasfilm it, like the only way that this would ever be news is if somehow disney didn't realize that they had already built a shared universe and then somebody told them that they it's, did like you guys realize that you have a shared universe of TV what, I mean, what are we like, even talking what? about? Like, what are we what? talking about with this? It's it's yeah. insane. It's like, insane. Uh, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, I'm so. starting to think we're fucking ridiculous for even talking about it now. Like, I'm the asshole that I'm talking about. Yeah, like when like because you tossed this up in the in our shared Slack channel, and I thought it was like there was some juice behind it. So I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. And I read it and I was like, when I started to type it, I could not help myself. Yeah, but my just bad. To, to like farce this. I was like, it was just so ridiculous. Just go read what we got, like what I wrote about this. So yeah, check it out. And you, you hat assholes in the chat. The more you ask about them, the less you'll get. That's what I was going to say. Every, every time <laughs> a hat mention happens, yeah. we push it goes back up. the release. Yeah, the number week. goes up another thousand. Yes, yeah, so. we're working on it. Don't worry we about gotta, it. We got it. Like you guys have to realize yeah, that, that uh, we understand. this is hard right now. You, you guys in Australia, you understand? We live in America where th- shit is fucked. Yeah, like, like we're having giant like, spikes again. Yeah, and we, we're we shutting down businesses right, again. We pretend that it's not even here anymore. Yet it's it, it's worse than it was when we were locked down. So you know, do that fucking mental math gymnastics yes. in your head. Like so, a little different over here. But I I, I, I have I'm reaching out to the hat maker that I've used in the past, and we shall see. Yeah. So so I will say that we will try to get them out and available before the end of the year. But we can't guarantee it because we just don't know what's happening in the world right now. Like <laughs> these it's, motherfuckers, it's a, it's a difficult time. You know what? Why do we even try to change the name of the super fans? They truly they, they are, are assholes. assholes. I know, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Cock sucking assholes. 
All right, my friends. So uh, got a little reading this week, or at least Nick did. I did. I read uh, some stuff. You know, my my uh, troglodyte ass isn't going to read this, but uh, Mr. Charles Soule dropped the first chapter of his High Republic novel, yes. novel, novel, Nobel, which is titled The Light of the Jedi. And I believe uh, our good friend Nick read it and is ready to give us a book report. Yeah, so the first chapter is available. They did an exclusive release through IGN. And, and, and basically what it does is it gives you the events of, you know, the, the catalyst of events that, that happens that really kicks off this High Republic era. So what the first chapter that's available, if you go on StarWarsTime.net, it'll link through to the chapter for you to read it yourself if you want to. Um, it, it sets up a, a galaxy that's very similar to Firefly, uh, in my opinion. So it uh, felt that's very cool. like Old West, because at this time, you know, you didn't have a lot of the galaxy map. One of the big things that was a very important player in this first chapter is that hyperspace lanes were still relatively new. Like this whole idea of hyperspace lane travel and everything like that was, was a new concept. And a lot of these hyperspace lanes were either weren't fully mapped out yet, or they were still kind of like people weren't that comfortable with it. Um, so the first chapter introduces us to a character, uh, the, uh, her, she is the, she's the captain of a freighter ship. She used she was an ex uh, military pilot turned uh, freighter ship captain, and she's carrying a group of uh, civilians out to the outer rim. They were going to the outer rim to look for jobs, just like you would in like old west prospecting times. Like they were literally just people looking to go out, yeah, like to get prospect. rich quick, right? Like hey, yeah. if we find a, a mineral or a gas or a dilithium, sorry, that's Star Trek. Fucking, yeah. You get uh, Tabana gas, coaxium, or yeah, 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 you're coaxium, good. Anything like that. Um, so she was, it was Captain Hedda Cassett is her name, and she's, you know, you, the the. The chapter itself is relatively not mundane. Did, did you get are any of the Jedi introduced in this chapter? No. Was, so this is okay. purely just Captain Cassett on her ship ca carrying these people out. And what the event is, and this is kind of spoilery if you want to read it. So I'll, spoiler, 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 cover your ears for. You oh, know, fuck them. The They're a bunch of assholes anyways. Yeah. Um, so basically what happens is she is she's carrying these people out to uh, out along a very one of the very few well-mapped hyperspace lanes to the outer rim and these and lanes again nick they're they're charted so people can just put in the coordinates and know they're not going to run into an asteroid field a planet a exactly moon. yeah exactly so there she's running from the core worlds to the outer rim on a very well-traveled and clear hyperspace route and for some like in the middle of their travel something comes through this hyperspace lane and shatters and just explodes the ship kills probably everybody on it captain cassett included so and do you think is, that this is the event that they tease like there's going to be event at the beginning of the book that essentially shapes the jedi missions moving forward exactly and this is what right. you know sule had had a couple of comments on this chapter he said this excerpt is our first look at the moment that changes the high republic forever the destruction of the Legacy Run, that's the name of Captain Cassett's ship, is the catalyst for a galaxy-wide disaster 
Fragments of the destroyed cargo vessel begin flying out of hyperspace at super accelerated speeds, meaning that deadly missiles of debris ah, okay. can appear anywhere at any time from the outer rim to the core worlds. In this moment of crisis, the Republic turns to the Guardians of Peace and Justice, the Jedi. Um, and it says the opening beats of the Light of the Jedi depict an epic disaster and a heroic, thrilling response by both the Republic and the Jedi to save the lives and end the crisis. Um, it's just the beginning, though. The Legacy Run disaster kicks off a much larger story. It really is just one piece of a much bigger saga. So basically what they're setting up is like somehow a, a very... You don't know what it is. In the chapter, it doesn't tell you. Somehow a very large object comes pummeling through this hyperspace lane in the opposite direction that Captain Cassett is going. So it's head-on collision. And, yeah, yeah. you know... This this kind of leads into what we heard about the the uh, the High Republic era is that you were going to have these teams of Jedi or these 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 specialized Jedi that go out into the unknown regions to to explore and to look into like these weird happenings in the galaxy. So this kind of leads me to believe that whatever was in this hyperspace lane came from the unknown regions somehow. So it may be an alien ship or maybe a, a projectile that was shot down this hyperspace lane because somebody noticed that it was open and it was going to somewhere in the outer room that maybe they wanted to have, you know, purview over or something like that. So, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool the way that they set it up. All right. So someone that enjoys reading books in particular, star Wars books like yourself. Yeah. Do you feel reading that first chapter that it was something that was grabbing your 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 fanboy? Like, is this something that you want to follow up on now? I I do. I I like the way that it it's set up because you're reading this chapter for a majority of the time, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like I said, it had a very Firefly feel to it, which I enjoy. Like I really like that series. And then you get hit all of a sudden with like you you. Like in a very short amount of time, you like attach yourself to this character of Captain Cassett, and then she's dead. All right, and then you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, what the? I mean, that's just hell? just like a like a movie or a comic book. You know, the first few minutes, first few pages, it, it needs to snag you. So if you're saying it's good, I'll believe you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm you know, after reading the first chapter, I'm like, man, I wish we still had this uh, uh, this August uh, 2020 release date. But as we uh mentioned a couple yeah there it's ago. isn't it pushed to 2021 now jan jan 2021 yeah, it got a, so. a mega push probably just because of the printing and this that and the other thing yeah well that's good i mean i don't i wasn't gonna say i was expecting it to to blow <laughs> uh, i do like what you said i mean i know the intern he, his ears peaked up when you mentioned firefly he's a huge uh blowing blowing trees is blowing trees or blowing leaves type of guy Oh, leaves in the wind. I'm yeah, like a leaf yeah. in the wind. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, that's heartbreaking. But uh, yeah, I, it's brown coats, brown coats. For, I I don't know, man. It's it, it it comes down to me and my uh, my I don't know my my moron approach to written Star Wars projects. I guess I just I know, I know it would be a good read. Yeah, it'd probably I, be a good listen. It just it comes down to what in the day gets chopped from my life to add that in and uh watching a kid at home working this that and the other thing it's it, at least now i don't know if I, I got the time to spare you need that commute time back so you can get some some audiobooks in 
Okay, Th- these guys in the chat are getting they're, crazy. They're I, I got to know, we got two Aussies here, and one just asked the other, do you go pigging? <laughs> so I, what the hell does that mean we'll wait to the, the, the we'll wait till they kind of respond to us but uh I, I that, that kind of scares me is that like hog hunting like i know that you know uh greg Hogging? Is, i can make things disappear says greg this is getting very odd yeah in the i chat. mean we're, we're about to have the fucking fbi come in here and, and disable the chat yeah so it's uh it's very very crazy was these motherfuckers are so stuck on these hats like we send hats down there i'm gonna wipe my ass with my hats that go to australia like you guys are gonna have an extra bonus edition of some matte man juice on that shit <laughs> i'm gonna do it and do an ass wipe a grundle wipe and then my pits and then i'm gonna spin in it and then i'll sell, <laughs> yeah, send then it down send there. those down we'll be that, like, that'll who, be who authentically star wars time show worn there we go. So uh, High Republic stuff looks really good. I'm, I'm excited for it once it comes out, but I'm glad that I'll have the next uh, chapter of the Thrawn trilogy or the next chapter of the Thrawn saga to kind of get me through until until January 2021. So looking forward to it. Go read the chapter out there on, uh, on the internet. You guys go to StarWarsTime.net, check out the uh, first chapter read and then click through on the link. In All right. The post. So we got an update on Piggin. Piggin is where I guess you just go and kill wild pigs for fun uh hogging as w- which i mentioned and as uh, kung fu has brought up is something completely different at least here in the usa uh some of us might have done some hogging back in our college days you never know <laughs> good <God. laughs> oh man yeah this is getting not a, a little crazy i have know another some have wild... another shrimp on the barbie now, <laughs> now we're getting the some of the american fans here throwing the good old tried and true aussie sayings at him so <laughs> oh my god that's not um, a knife. Yeah. That, all right. We're getting, right, we're getting over it. Let's keep it Star Wars here, people. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> these fuckers, they, they distract me. It's my fault. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, speaking of, uh, oh, fuck. I did two right there, Nick. Moving on. Speaking, speaking of, of <laughs> there we go. Oscar Isaac, not an Australian, uh, but he did an interview. I don't know if this week, last week, he's got a little art indie film coming out, kind of where he started in. And of course, just like, you know, we were talking earlier with Ewan, whenever they're out and about the press, the media, they're going to uh, ask them about Star Star Wars. Wars. Uh, So uh, these people asked Oscar uh, about Star Wars and he kind of gave some quotes like, I enjoyed the challenge of those films and working with a very large group of incredible artists and actors, prop makers, set designers, and all that was really fun. Uh, but then he clarified that making those big budget films is really not his bag. It's not really what I set out to do. What I set out to do was to make handmade movies and to work with people that inspire me. Yeah. So first thing I want to ask you, Nick, is that a little bit of a dig there at the end? I mean, I don't want to say it's a dig. I think that he realized, like, he realized that, that, these big, huge budget movies are way different. Like if you go through, look at his, you know, his filmography. Oh, I I get that. I guess the line I'm saying is work with people that inspire me. Is that like a people like a JJ that make big movies only? Is it his castmates? Was it the people he were? I mean, yeah. Or or do you think he was kind of, you know, we're just being assholes and putting words in his mouth and he's talking when he works on the indie art films, he's more inspired to do 
by those people. But I again, he's still technically saying he's not inspired working on the big stuff. Yeah, I think that's that's what he was going for, is that the the, the indie stuff, the smaller films kind of get his juices going more. And like I think that he legitimately enjoyed the the experience of working with Daisy and John and probably and, you know, and probably making the movie. I don't think he likes the the politics around it and the, the, doing the promotion and then becoming a character for life that's not him as a person. It's someone he played, but now a large portion of people only see him as Poe. So I yeah. mean, I get some of that, but yeah, you know, sometimes when these people bitch and moan about making all this money and working on big projects like Star Wars. And, you know, I'm an artist, you're an artist, people that listen to us are artists, so I kind of get it, but sometimes you just want to be like, hey man, go fuck yourself! Yeah, it's like, you, you're lucky, man. Like We're are- in a basement talking about Star Wars, <laughs> you were in three fucking Star Wars films, you're still making fucking movies, yet you're still gotta be like, hey, you know what, Star Wars is great and all, but I prefer the more indie art stuff. That's what inspires me. It's like, yeah, yeah fuck so off. Somebody said, uh, Tone said, did he say the same about X-Men? I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at his, his X-Men movie was bad, too. Like that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Tone. So, so yeah, I mean, it's like, I think I, I, we had some bad experiences on big budget. Movies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. A lot of the big budget stuff he was in, it's it's very fan centric. It's fanboyish, fangirlish. I mean, X Men obviously, yeah. they're very fanboy, fangirl like we are over here in Star Wars. It really wasn't a great movie. I, I think it was a completely wrong character for Oscar Isaac to play. I just I didn't get that. Yeah, him as Apocalypse uh, was weird. It was it was weird. This just made no sense. Uh, but I, I think he was fantastic for Star Wars. He was a great cocky type of pilot. Uh, sometimes you're just like, man. And I get it. They are humans in the end. They're no different than us. It's like motherfucker. Who cares? You know, yeah. Who fucking cares if you your job was to go out on TV shows and get wined and dined to talk about working in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't complain about that, but um, and then he even went on to say, I think you put this a little bit later in the post. Somebody asked them like, "Hey, would you ever consider doing another Star Wars?" And his response was probably, but who knows if I need another house or something. <laughs> so, yeah, and so that's why I led with with the title. Oscar Isaac will only consider a return to Star Wars if he needs a ton of cash. Yeah, the dollar uh, so, dollar bills. Yeah, that that was not an onion type of title. It was just the truth. I just I spice it up a little bit so. And I don't think he's kidding. I mean, I think he would 100% come back for the money, just like Boyega would, and so would Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, fucking Harrison did. <laughs> yeah, good point, Nick. I mean, <laughs> if any Star Wars curmudgeon, there's no bigger Star Wars curmudgeon than Harrison Ford, and they got his ass back for two, two movies. Yep. They tricked yep. him even to coming back for for the the final one. I like that he came back for nine. I think his part in nine was it was nice. And the reason he said he did it was for Adam, and I think yeah. that was even better. So you know, yeah. So that was you cool. are right. If Harrison can come around and accept a twenty million dollar check for <laughs> a, a rinky dink kind of cameo ish type of part, then I think Oscar t- can too. And I there's a part of me that just thinks like these guys kind of like the prequel people. 
didn't quite have the experience, at least from the fans they were looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. You probably go into like a Star Wars trilogy if you're one of these three thinking like, man, we're, this is going to be great. Fans are going to love us. It's going to be awesome. And then, you know, it happens. I will say, dude, if it, after TFA, like they had to be feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like no, after- you're right. I mean, TFA 100% set up the sequel trilogy to go in very interesting places. But then Kathy and Bob and all those fucking idiots were like, hey, you know what? Instead of keeping this shit cohesive and, you know, continuing the arcs we started here and all these uh, irons we have in the fire, we'll just let another artist completely give his take on what he think might happen. Yeah, it's like, what now what do you want to do? You can right. do whatever hey, you want And by the do. way, if we're going to do it for the middle film, let's fucking pick another completely different guy, artist, to write the next one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a great idea, right? Weird, weird. It all worked out, but and uh, now we now we are in 2020. And we know it did not. Yeah. So, one more piece of uh, movie news. I mean, really, there's no new movie news happening right now. But um, Disney is going to allow the re-release of select uh, Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars films into theaters to like jumpstart the uh, you know the theater yeah it is I mean Nick think about it I I mean I am a a self-described cinephile and I feel like movies have just disappeared they do Uh, there's there's like nothing new coming out anymore you don't really get trailers for anything coming out I mean we are in the summer blockbuster season and there's no blockbusters to go see Uh, and I still don't know if I'm gonna go back to the theaters I mean just after our show last week AMC put out their plan they got fucking trolled because they're stupid. Then they reverse course. Now Cinemark, they want to be the stupid ones this week about face masks. So we'll see. I don't know if they reverse course yet. Um, Regal has done it. But there are basically movies are looking to come back in full force or at least as many theaters as they can open by mid-July. Yep. Uh, that, that's AMC's plan. I think you said Regal's already open. With Regal, Bayou. Regal did open like we have... Okay. They reactivated our unlimited pass. They gave Got us a you. free okay. month. So they're they're spinning back up. Yeah. I know Alamo Draft House, like they had a great troll to AMC like that day when all that news coverage was coming in about how AMC, like, we don't want to be political by being political and saying we're not gonna enforce masks. It's like yeah, you bro, fucking it's like you idiot. It's like, like how realize? dumb are you? Yeah, <laughs> how fucking just, dumb just, are these white guys that run companies? Just really really fucking stupid so but anyways as nick said it's like when these theaters reopen i mean outside of mulan or tenant what the fuck are they going to screen yeah so a lot of studios like disney apparently are opening up their catalog to theaters saying hey if you want to you know pay us for this movie we will allow you to show it again on the big screen and according to eric davis who is an editor over at fandango uh, this is part of Disney slate. So we're getting some MCU, but for us, uh, they have empire in the force awakens. Yeah, there is an, and more. So I don't know if that means there's going to be more Disney, um, licenses out there, more star Wars. You'd almost think if they're doing empire and force, they would throw a prequel movie yeah, as well. Say, throw like, you know, TPM um, episode three. But I, I mean, I think this is kind of cool. It could be a way to get people back out there again. I, I, like I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I just like, sitting in a a tiny closed theater with a bunch of fucking idiots that probably aren't doing the right thing i just don't think we're there yet but hey you never know it's tough yeah (laughs) because as much as i would like to go see empire on the big screen because 
outside of seeing Empire at a drive-in, I've never really seen it at a proper movie theater, which I think would be an amazing experience. Um, I don't is, know if, if it's going to, you know, anything else will draw me back. I mean, TFA, everybody knows that that is one of my favorite Star Wars. So I will definitely go see TFA again, but it's just like, do I want to risk my health right. to go exactly. see Exactly. I mean, at this point, with my 100-inch screen and my $100 eight-man uh, projector, I'll just fucking throw that in my basement and call it good. You know what yeah. I mean? For a Star yeah. Wars movie. In terms of like brand new titles, I mean, I'm a Nolan junkie. I want to see Tenet, but is it is that draw strong enough to be like, Hey, I'll, I'll be the Guinea pig to go to theaters first to see what yeah. the fuck happens. I mean, a lot of these Guinea pigs that are trying some of the going back to normal, it ain't turning out for them. So yeah, we'll Texas has turned into a goddamn disaster area again. Like they literally had to shut down four bars yeah. that are within eight miles of my house because they weren't following the rules. Like they were, they weren't uh, like big doing surprise. Yeah. Right, we're in Texas. God damn. <laughs> we can secede from the union whenever we want. It's in our state constitution. That's right. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard that when I lived in Texas for a year and a half. Dude, it's, it's, and I love that. I loved living bird. in Texas, but it's like, man, they love their fucking state. It's like, they do. It's, it's we'll, we'll secede when we want. It's like, okay. And then we'll fucking nuke you. <laughs> Ta-da! it's like go ahead texas have fun we still love you though the stars are bright day and night deep in the heart of texas it's from Wee herman and if you go to a texas rangers game yes um so that's all the news that we got this week uh keep an eye out for theaters around you showing esb or tfa yeah that's that's the deal this this all comes down to the theaters themselves i mean this isn't a guarantee so you're gonna see a hodgepodge or you might not get any old movies you just don't know it comes down to how much moolah they want to shell out like do they think if they you know rent esb to sell to us will they make enough money so we'll see yep for sure so now we're moving on to the fan segment of the podcast and before we get into the top five, you know how we do it. We go over some of the responses that we get from the fans on Instagram. And we had a couple of good, uh, well, one question. Well, what, and then hold on. One what, what do you want? You want to start with the question or you want to start with your bracket? Let's just start with the bracket reveal because that's easy. Right. So last yeah. week I talked to you guys about a, uh, a new bracket, a non-force user bracket that was going to come out. We we're going to start a whole new competition and voting soon. So I've read... I revealed the bracket yesterday via uh, Instagram post and a story, but I just wanted to to show this to you guys and uh, break down the matchups for y'all on the podcast. So and I'll let you uh, know, I made him take Princess Leia off. Yeah, I did have Princess Leia on initially, uh, but then Matt was like, technically she is a force user. And there is another person on here yeah. that you could argue is a force user, but I let him go. And so... Um, let me just run through the first round of matchups and how they will play out. So number one seed I listed as Chewbacca because I do think that Chewbacca is probably yeah. the best. I mean, he's like 5,000 years old and has murdered and killed a ton of bad guys. Yeah, so he's he's our number one seed and he will be up against our number 16 seed in Lando Calrissian in the first round. That, that's actually a great pairing just based on kind of their reunion in Empire Strikes Back. Exactly, exactly. So that's, a, that's just a fun one to imagine. <laughs> um, our eight versus nine... <laughs> The number eight seed, we have Boba Fett, and our number nine seed is Finn. And I know that some people out there will say, well, 
Finn's force sensitive. It was revealed at the end of episode nine. Like, and, and when he's doing that impression, he's talking about me. Yes. Like that, that's, he's making fun of me. Because <laughs> I was, called him on that one too, but I was like, yeah, hey, just fucking leave it. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that I justify leaving Finn is that like, we never see him actually use the force. None of his fighting, in my opinion, was force assisted. You're right. It was that towards the end of the films he realized like his force awoke kind of like yeah, he, he was getting the, the sensing stuff kind of like how leia's awoke with with luke and and hearing shit through the force so exactly. I, I i agreed with the caveat we'll run with it yes I, I will tell him i did try to fight him on boba fett being eight i know yeah so th- uh, like this if is... we're going movie fett movie fett should have been 16 i know in the in the the way that i positioned it i was like i put him right in the middle because i know that technical you know, aspects of his performance in the movies and everything. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> Kung Fu getting pissy about Finn's force powers. <laughs> I mean, it was not revealed in seven. He it broke was, his, it, it was not revealed. It was possibly, uh, no, hinted. They, he said that, that he, <laughs> he shook off his, his conditioning, but then we also uh, found out that Jana and everybody on Endor also shook off their conditioning. So right. are they all force users now? intern <laughs> he is Let's, right though i mean I, I fought the intern tooth and nail over i think you did too we kind of tag team at the, celebration yeah. last year we're like no motherfucker when he looks up in the sky that everyone's looking up in the sky when the hosnian system crashes but in yeah. the end he i'll give it to him he he was justified in tross so yeah so so yes it it was revealed at the end that that he has force sensitivity yeah it's fine he never used the like there's no way that you're right man you're right so you're right man you're right you're right i i like i said to me the 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 bigger beef i have is is boba bozo fett being eight and not 16 i know yes that one is just purely based (laughs) off of the way that fans yes i know i know i know um, so Han Solo is our number four seed. He will be going up against Poe Dameron, our number 13 seed in the next matchup. Then we have Django Fett as the five seed against Enfys Nest, the 12 seed. That was another one where it's like, eh, I don't know, but Django, sometimes you just got to roll. That's what I said. Like Django is higher than Boba, hands down. Because Django fucked up Hobi- Obi-Wan. In that fight, when they were it, was fighting, a, it was a good fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for a a non force user versus a force user, he he gave him a run for his money. Yeah, all right, so, I'll give you that. I, I totally blanked that one out. So because yeah. I, I just think of him and his uh, his pit charge where he's like, ah, yeah, my head's exactly. caught off. So and then he, he, just he died just as as bozo like as his clone son. Yeah, um, the number two seed is Captain Rex. And he will be going up against the number 15 seed, Cartho Nassi, from the Old Republic video games. Yeah, I, I like Rexa too. I mean, just, yeah. just based on what he did in Clone Wars final season, then just really his Clone Wars heroics in general and Rebels. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Rex was an easy two seed for me in this one. Uh, the number seven seed is Bosk. Uh, going up against number 10 seed, Cad Bane. Cad Bane was one of... I feel like seven and ten could have been flipped here, like... Cad Bane could have been seven and then Boss could have been ten. But I wanted uh, to that's have... that's who it was. I, I tried to argue Nick to replace Django and to switch Django and Cad yeah. solely based on Cad's badassness from the Clone Wars. I know, yeah. I, I agree that 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 Cad is good. I like him. But that like the thing that really stood out to me about Django was just that that fight with, you know, 
with the uh with obi-wan in in episode two and like how he like he did really well there i mean we know that he was an infamous bounty hunter and that's why they chose him to be like the the specimen from which all clones were created so got you he's a little bit higher that's but, fine um, that's fine the number three seed mando versus number 14 yeah. seed yeah. Jin urso yeah <laughs> i don't see this going well for Jin. <laughs> Um, and then the number six seed Cara Dune versus the number 11 seed Candorous Ordo. That is another, uh, old Republic video yeah, game. I, I, yeah. He threw in some Swago characters there. Swago's keeping their names alive. Karth and Candorous. Karth and Candorous made their way in there. Candorous I mean, is a Mandal- Mandalorian though, right? He is. He's a Mando yeah. and he fought in the Mandalorian Wars. So he has a good resume under his belt, killing some some uh, some Jedi during that war and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of people that could have been added here. I mean, do you do you add in Forlom? Do you add in Zuckus? I chose not to put droids in because I was like, do you add IG eighty eight or eleven? Well, there you go. Like, now you have your next bracket: Battle of the Droids. Battle of the Droids. I mean, <laughs> you keep can bring it going. In, I have to see. I want Chopper. Enough. Chopper number one seed. I was gonna say you got Chopper. You got R two D two. You got HK forty seven. IG eleven. IG eighty eight. Yeah, you, you can do a droid ones. ones hundred percent. You could totally do a droid one. Yeah. So you could even do Astromech only. <laughs> I know. Right? And then you know bipedal or humanoid droids. Right. Yeah. I mean. Hey, we we got, we got to keep drawing this shit out. We got to keep you know letting people pretend that we care about what they say. Yeah. So this is the the battle bracket for. <laughs> Uh, the non-force users. I'm going to launch the first yeah, battle, so look which is for Chewbacca it. versus Lando Calrissian. And vote today. correctly, you dummies. Vote in the poll, not the not. Don't leave comments. Yes, vote in the. Go yeah, to the stories exactly. and vote in the poll. The static posts in our feed. That is your sign to go look for the stories so yeah. you can vote and we can get the data. That's why we, we love the comments. I'm not saying don't comment. We, we 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 like hearing kind of your reasons, but they don't get counted. So yeah. So I. So go on. I literally put on the post. I'm like, go vote in our stories now. So just do that. And then the second fan interaction question that we had for this week was around the name. What do you people want us to call you now? We've been calling you assholes for a little bit. <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes like I think rightfully so. Like such a jerk off podcast we are. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got a ton of a ton of great responses. I think over fifty names. Well, yeah, th- there's a question. I'll, I'll quick bring up some of the responses before we reveal the final four that we got down to. So here you go, starting with Dyad Disciples, Sarlacc Flossers, Fandalorians, Faraway Fans, the Sandcrawlers, the Utinis, the Nasties, the Binks Brigade, the Uncivilized, the Jawas, the Old Timers, Rogue Walkers, Nerf Herders, Scruffy Looking Rogues, Battalion, Legion, Rebels, Empire, Garrison, Outer Rim Resistance, Younglings, Midichlorians, Keepers of the Pieces, Foundlings, Fantroopers, Swats, Soldiers of the Swoots, the SW Timers, Little Ewoks, Wills, 501, the Dewana Wanga, Grand Army, <laughs> The Assholes, The Good Batch, Star Wars Time, Show Stoppers, SWTS Finest, Underground, and The Bandits. So thank you, my yes, friends. Thank you all for your for your suggestions, for your names that you threw out there. But and here, we have whittled it down to four. And we, we had five, but technology is yes. <laughs> limiting us on IG, so you only IG, get four. IG only lets uh, you vote. The, the, the fifth four. one that got cut was Stwats. It was the Stwats. And I think <laughs> yeah, I that just, was... I just liked it. 
even though it almost sounds a little too much like we're trying to say swastika, but it, the swats, it was yeah. just, it was one of those good uh, abbreviations. So here they are. Our <laughs> final four are the uncivilized, the Fandalorians, the Daywani Wangas, and then we kept the assholes in there. <laughs> so. Yeah. The um, assholes, I mean, literally three of you put it in there, so we decided it, it had to get thrown back up. So that's what we got. I mean, if you want my personal pick, I absolutely love the Daywana Wangas. And that, that's what <laughs> I believe Bib Fortuna says at the opening of Return of the or Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Daywani yeah. Wanga. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Uncivilized because it's right in our name, too. <laughs> um. So the way that this will break down now is you have these four that will be voted on and it's going to be a four-way vote. So you'll have A, B, C, D. And then the top two vote getters from here will get the final showdown. There will be another vote with just the last two. And then whoever wins that final vote between the two will be the official name right for and and you know i'm I'm sensing it right now i'm I'm getting a force vision knowing the types of pricks in this live stream right now those of you in the comments i'd say it's a 90 percent chance that we land right back on the assholes for the name of the super fans so (laughs) hey look at that point then you can say like you chose that name for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I won't. I won't feel so bad. I won't feel so bad. You know, yeah. just sometimes. Trust me. You guys know I got a fucking horrible mouth. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But there are times when I'm listening back and like I sound like the biggest unintelligent dipshit cave dweller. <laughs> so if I could remove one one uh, re- repeated swear term out just by calling you guys assholes i'll still call you assholes we just won't refer to you officially as the assholes yeah yeah Um, but keep an eye out like nick said these this vote will be going out this week yes Um, yes i I know everyone in here in this chat i know 100 percent just because i've said it now that you're gonna vote the assholes i get that uh, I'm I'm gonna put my my uh, force powers out there for Daywana Wangas. There we I, go. I just fucking love that. I mean, it's so random. You want you want to say that? Every I, time I like, we yes, <laughs> I, I like saying it. I think if someone came in and listened to the show and they weren't used to it, they'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm yeah. going to keep listening to hear what it is and how do I get into Daywana Wangas? Yes. So yes. that that's what I will be voting for on at least two of my IG accounts. There, <laughs> there we go. So I appreciate everybody coming out too. <laughs> yeah, like it was fun. I, I did. It was it was it was fun for uh, Nick and I to look at some of these and you know the, the the big list there. We did have some repeats. That's why Fandalorians is up there, and of course assholes. But yeah, uh, again, was, the, the Daywana Wangas, yeah. man, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was uh, the Midichlorians. I know that people were oh, yeah. just putting that out there to be fucking dicks. The Good Batch <laughs> was a good one too. So there I like was a that. lot. There was a lot of solid ones out there. It, so. it, the other one, what they want, it's just when you say it, you almost have to add an accent to it. Yeah. Too. Like they, they want, want a wanga. wanga. Yeah. So. You gotta talk like big. <laughs> so uh good stuff there. Keep your eyes up for not only the battle post, but for the the fan name vote as well. They'll all be up this week. And by next cast, <laughs> a we bunch will of have dickheads. our winner decided That's why I love you guys. So <laughs> a bunch of fucking assholes. You really are. Uh, they, yeah, fucking 
I didn't put this in there, but Trevor did comment on the post and said that he should have. We should have a lottery. No, he, to see. yeah, he just he just put it up in the chat here. You, you should hold a lottery to see who gets to pick the name. Yes, yes, yeah, we, we might do it, but I just I have a. But a, what if we pick your name then, Trevor? <laughs> what if you get the pick? I have I have a sick feeling that the final two is going to be the assholes and definitely not the one I like. So uh, it's the Fandalorians we'll is a very. It's not, they're, hey, they're the they're the top four for a reason. Yeah, I'm just I mean, my all... personal choice, just because of how it sounds, the way I'll use it <laughs> is 100% the Dewanawangas. I mean, it's it's so fucking great. Whoever in... pick, who picked that one? Oh man, are I'm they in here? Is it is it an actual super fan or is it someone else? I don't know. Let all me right, see. we, we don't need to. Li- I mean, if you find it later, we'll, we'll bring it up. But whoever picked that one, you're my you're my buddy. Yeah, that was a that was a solid call out. Padawans was on there too. I don't all know. right, yeah. all right. So as Nick is uh, looking that, or maybe we'll look for it later and we'll talk about it next week, or we'll just probably fucking forget about it because that's how we roll. Matt um, Jessup. Oh, good. Yeah, Funko Pop photographer. There Love we go. it. Good job, nice. Matt. Uh, if you're not listening, you're an asshole. <laughs> All right, well, uh, man, I think it's that time, right? It is. It's, it's, that time. it's about that time for the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Nick did it again. He picked his top five, and I'm pretty sure he included a first time feature who became a first time top fiver. It's Nick, very possible. Nick and this is, is getting also... good at this. This is like three or four times he's done this in the in as many uh, casts. So yeah, he's it's, feeling it's... the new artist, which means. Using the tags, motherfuckers. It helps. Use the tag. It works and it helps. And yeah, I mean, we have two brand new feature artists in in the top five this week. But this week is also the specialty week of Matt breaking down one of his shots. Yeah, which I haven't looked at yet. I always save that fresh so I can vomit on it with as much venom (laughs) as possible. There we go. So... All right, uh, let's the, start it up, man. Who do we got yeah. first? Kick off the top hey! five with one of our goats, with one of our good friends, one of our he's in our the podcast chat too. Stand-ins. Uh, this is at Sir Dork Seven Thirty at Jared, you know Jared, our good friend. Um, and it, what I like about this shot is, I believe, is this using the brand new, like the newly released, um, the gaming greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's been hitting everyone's mailboxes. I have him too. I I've actually taken a shot of him, believe it or not, and I'm probably gonna delete it now. Looking at Jared's. So <laughs> so so what we have here from Jared is a really awesome uh, concept shot, and and we know that Jared Sir Dork is known for exploding figures with fire and fireworks, but in this one he went with the 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 liquid route, and we have the. The blue stormtrooper gaming great figure from from EB Games from GameStop um, running through water. And what's really cool about this is one, the way that he he kind of I don't know if it's the way that he lit it or if it's the way like what he did in post. But the figure looks really fucking awesome, like the glowing eyes and the side flares on the helmet. The way that he was, he illuminated the arm. Yeah, like the, I, like that, the that's one of my favorite side. touches there. Because there, I did talk about this. I mean, there is some, uh, you know, see-through parts of this figure. And if you do light it correctly, you don't even need to add, you know, post effects to it. Uh, this one, Nick, I don't know if you looked how he did it. The motherfucker got in his bathtub for this one. I did not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's got like one of those old school tubs, got the tub in there. Uh, threw his loom cubes into the water. They are waterproof, so he wasn't being his typical destructive self just to destroy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's in his bathtub, threw the loom cubes there, and I think he did the patented uh, Sir Doric water flip with his hand. 
Nice. And just took a bunch of shots. And then I'm assuming he either got one perfect snap like this, or I know he likes to layer shots in by wiping parts of one shot away to expose the other. Uh, so yeah, it's just, I mean, this is prototypical Sir Dork. It's uh, explosive without fire, if that makes sense. It's icy, yeah, if yes. you will. It's um, it's cool, cooler than a polar bear's toenails, right? <laughs> um, no, I just it, it was a great shot of this guy. I yeah, it's this the first one that we've really seen of this figure too, right? Which, which sets the I, bar I've got some high. others. That, yeah, there, there's some other people that have done some good ones, uh, much better than myself. But it, the figure is, he's weird to shoot because of his color scheme, uh, the translucence parts, or can catch light oddly. Uh, so like I said, I don't even know if I'm going to keep my shots because I did them outside, didn't really fuck around with anything but some atmosphere aerosol, uh, which doesn't really make this guy shine, get his black popping like Jared did here. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely you had the Sir Dork literally playing in his bathtub with rubber duckies, <laughs> loom cubes and Star Wars figures. There we go. So at Sir Dork 730, always a good follow, always a good dude. Yeah, uh, look at his account. He he always tells you how he created something. Yeah, like, and like that's if, what's really cool is that like Jared doesn't keep secrets. Like he he wants to educate the the fan base. He wants to show other artists who may be new to the to the you know the hobby how to do things like this. Yeah. And that's I mean, always his really cool. his whole YouTube and TikTok is now dedicated to showing people how to do bitchin' looking Star Wars photography, yeah. action figure photography, but mostly Star Wars. And speaking of TikTok, I mean, this guy, he's like a, a master of social media now. I there mean, he, go. he got the initial Facebook bounce on his IG to turn him into the Sir Dork that we know. Uh, but TikTok, he did all that on his own. He's got like over 60,000 over there already. Damn. And I mean, it's t- he's a good TikToker. I mean, I'm at this point, I think I've decided fuck TikTok. I, I'm, I'm, it's not like, oh, I'm 40. I, I don't like it. It's none of that. It's just how many other social media platforms can I try to get on and actually get a bounce and go viral? It ain't happening. That's yeah. okay. I've come to that realization. I don't need the fucking stress. TikTok uh, is purely business for me. Like I need to learn TikTok because that is the next marketing platform. Oh, I, I know. Social. I mean, it's it's a big one out there. Like I said, I mean, I'm telling you, Sir Dork, chime in if I'm full of shit, but I, I think he blew up, like started at nothing and within a few months now, he's 60,000, if not more than his IG. But he, he does good TikTok videos. Uh, one Six Shooter, he does some fun TikTok. Black Series does some TikTok now. Plastic Action does some TikTok now. Jason B, go. Michael, TikTok. I'm not doing it. Fuck off yeah. TikTok. I don't. Fuck I don't know you. if we have the uh, if we have the kind of content for TikTok because we don't have like like you guys, you you toy photographers and artists and stuff like that. You can post up like you know your behind the scenes shots and you know your stuff like that. For us, I mean, we would basically have to like clip certain like two minute sections well, it's of like conversation. I, I, yeah, I, it's not even like for us. It, it would almost have to be just a generic Star Wars account that you, you would tag our show and shit, but you'd basically throw up like a, a graphic and you'd put a filter on and you'd like flash in another Han and be like, oh, I know. I know, I know, you know, like that, just get it on loop and and try to do some stupid video like that. So yes, I I get it, Sir Dork. It's a great way to reach people. 
I just at this point in time, it's like I've never popped anywhere. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> I mean, could be, I need to just take TikTok sensation. Oh, fuck you, Nick. Don't <laughs> you start that. That's that is the thing that always gets me down these paths. Like, ooh, if I make one more video, it might be this video. It's that it's a, that gaming thing. One more play. One more turn. No, it, it ain't happening for me. I'm content with what we are. If anything, I need to blow up now. It's this show. Fuck me. Fuck yeah. Haywood Pop. All that shit can die. <laughs> all right. So that's yeah, Sir that's, Dork. That's Sir Dork. Beautiful stuff. Great follow on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to follow him. Just <laughs> go and like the content. <laughs> Sorry, we had someone chimed in here on the on the chat. Tones said at fifty one, the tech is passing me by. It took an age to learn Instagram for fuck's sake. So I think it's safe to say Tones is passing on the talk. Yeah, uh, I have a TikTok. I barely use it, but I, yeah. I know Jared. I I've literally downloaded it. I've looked at it, and I've been like, I I have ideas for the toy photography, but it's just I don't need to take that medicine again where i'm reminded <laughs> that people don't fucking like my content there that's enough go. i've already been i've already had my balls ripped off by ig so i'll leave it at that <laughs> until they build an algorithm for uh, for uh yeah. what you call it for media showcasing on tiktok then everybody's got I'll, the same I'll get, shot i'll get on tiktok if if jared promises to only promote my account over and over and over again until i have at least double you know ten thousand or more followers there There we go all right next up in the top five is a brand new account in the top five this is at pop.blues on ig yeah i like this one yeah this is a really cool concept shot so basically taking the training that luke was giving ray on acto in episode eight and tlj and applying that backwards, so this is probably something that Ben Solo went through during his training days at Jedi Academy. So what we see is old man Luke in the background and the focus of the shot being Ben Solo doing the old rock and lightsaber training that, that Ray was doing. Can he stop at the perfect time and not hit the rock? And we can see that Ben is having some, some trouble with it. <laughs> so he's got the, you see the lightsaber in motion, a really awesome... Uh, you know, post-processing effect done by Pop Blues. You see the shattering of the yeah. rock and everything. And then also just that mean face that, that Ben has on. You know, Ben, we know he was always angry and it's definitely uh, captured in this shot. I just, I think what drew me to this shot initially, Nick, is it, it, it gives you that like, not even a what if, but like, man, I would have loved to have seen more stories centered around Ben Solo, we should have got more flashbacks. Uh, I read an article this past week where, uh, you know, Adam Driver essentially cooked up yeah, an entire saying. backstory for Ben Solo because there was none. Like he and his head had to figure out how could this guy born of two rebellion heroes become so fucking angry and disenfranchised with good guys. So he built up in his head that, you know, Han and Leia, they were always too concerned with pushing their careers and the rebellion, the Republic. And they eventually, they, they just ignored him. Yeah. And that's and why he had so much anger. Exactly. And I feel like we should have gotten more of Ben Solo in the films to kind of highlight that dynamic character. Yeah. I mean, he, as Nick has always said, Kylo Ren was probably the deepest character in the series, and we still really didn't even get much about yeah. him at all. Yeah, I mean, to me, he was the most interesting because he was the final Skywalker. I mean, that's the, that's the truth of the matter. After, you know, Luke passes away at the end of TLJ, like, 
Ben Solo is the final of the proper Skywalker line. Like there's there's no other Skywalkers left now. And it's it's I don't want to say it's a shame, but it, it leaves room for his character to be expanded on in the expanded universe, whether it be through novels or through comics. We already got the Rise of Kylo Ren story. But it was so little. Exactly, yeah. dude. I mean, we're talking a like a, a nipple size worth of, of Ben Solo training at the Academy. And that's yeah. again, that's why this shot, it's like. I would have liked to have seen this. I would have liked to have seen the angry young Ben and, and Luke trying to calm him down. Dude, to me, uh, you need you need a series. You need a series that that bridges the gap. Not a not a written series. I'm talking about a either an animated series. Probably you probably can't do live action. An an animated series that gives you the context of to the new trilogy that that Clone Wars gave to to the the prequel trilogy because if <laughs> the, the peanut gallery is like but ben's a solo well yeah no shit who's his mom greg yeah his mom is fucking, <laughs> fucking leia skywalker <laughs> what are you talking about greg go back to bed he is he <laughs> message retracted <laughs> uh, yes he is he is the last of the ancestral skywalkers he is the last he's yes the, he has skywalker blood it's it's plain and simple he's got it yeah, ray does so, not ray's got some funky clone bullshit yes clone clone blood so, <laughs> clone jizz so i think it's i think it would he be did a retract it too <laughs> it's okay greg people uh, greg you know we, we know you love you buddy it's all right <laughs> But um, but it's it's the perfect opportunity to t- to have a series. But it's just like, does Disney and does Lucasfilm nah, want to use it. Luke Skywalker no. as a primarily animated character? Like, well, that's- animated. That might be the only way they'll go now because I'm pretty sure Hamill again. You know, money could change his tune, but he he's out. Yeah, Hamill's not going to do. I mean, but here's the thing: like, he's been a voice actor for a long time. Oh so yeah, like, yeah, if yeah, they, yeah. That, if that's they why positioned yeah. it to him, like, hey, you know, Luke Skywalker again. Yes, I know you're kind of disenfranchised, you know, or kind of done with Star Wars, but you you do voice acting. You you are Luke Skywalker. Like, would you come back? Even if even if the series isn't focused on him, if he's like a recurring, you know, like a secondary, and your main characters are Ben Solo and the care and like the kids at the, the Academy. Right. Like, I think that's the way to do it. Well, I'd, I'd be all over it. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think we're done getting anything Skywalker specific. I yeah. think they're going to stick to those guns for as long as they can until they need money and to shoot steroids back into the license, which to me is blasphemous to even say, but we're kind of at that point where Disney feels they need some sort of, jolt to the movie side of star wars it's ridiculous yeah so uh unfortunate stuff there but still an awesome shot by at yep. pop dot blues damn at straight pop period blues on instagram beautiful job very good concepting and execution next up is another this uh, is the, the new one i believe okay so this is a not only a first time feature from that yeah. but a first time i think this fiver. is the, this is the double noob so this is at fig underscore fanboy on IG. And what he has is a really awesome kind of duality of the force type of shot breakdown where you have uh, Ahsoka from Rebels standing back to back with Darth Vader. Both of them have their lightsabers ignited. And then the shot is kind of 
uh, cut in half by not only the figures themselves, but also the way that the smoke, the, the aerosol uh, here is illuminated. So half the shot you have yeah. framed in red and half the shot in blue. And it really is a very poignant shot, especially if you've watched Rebels and the showdown between Ahsoka and Vader that happens on Malachor. Um, and just knowing the relationship of these two characters even further expands in in season seven of Clone Wars. It's just a really well executed shot. Very simple, not not something that that totally. you know, is is action oriented or anything. Just well executed and well thought out. Yep, I mean it's a it's my my style of shot. You know, nothing too snazzy, not many effects, nothing really in the background. It's just. Let's work on the light and the figures and try to shape a nice looking shot from it. So I do like uh, the the light split. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like he's probably got some sort of plexiglass there and the lights are underneath. They're probably propped up. You get that nice split. And then, as you said, you're using some form of aerosol, fog, whatever, to kind of accentuate the the lighting there. But I, I also kind of like how it's a silhouette type mm -hmm. of a shot. You know, there, there's more color than just pure silhouette uh, but vader in particular his top is almost all a silhouette and he always looks good as a silhouette and i'm just gonna say silhouette one more time mm -hmm. because i think i have never said silhouette this many times it's a fun in word one sentence say. it's silhouette so uh at fig underscore fanboy excellent job here just really capturing the essence of these two characters and then you know juxtaposing them against each other so uh, well done, sir. Next up, uh, and I know that Matt scolded this person in the uh, in the share comment that uh, for the shot, but this oh, and, is and he doesn't give a fuck. Like I, I, at this point, I've either pissed off Zay or he truly just doesn't give a fuck because he doesn't even like respond to. I think he came back. He came back in the comments for this one, and he said that he is a he's a slacker in terms of. The, uh, uh, okay, I, I did because a lot of times. You know, th this little thing I do every day takes almost an hour of my time. So once the last share's out, I'm pretty much off of Star Wars Time IG for the next hour or so. I don't really follow up and look for comments on these. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, he but did I did. I, 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 I'm begging him now. We still need some of the other ones. I mean, Plastic Action forgets or just doesn't care. I know he likes when we talk about it. It's like, come on. <laughs> I see some of the tags people use still. It's like literally some of the tags are like Circle Jerk. Circle jerk <laughs> photography or, you know, go fuck your mom. It's like, just throw Star Wars time show on there. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. It, ha it, it helps. It helps us out. It helps us find you. Yeah, I just, I just want to see the shit sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I literally, it, I'll go weeks, if not months, before I see a Daz Tibble new share, um, Venomous. I, I, I love all these people, but thanks to IG's nonsense, if we don't go to their account and like 50 shots in a row... We're not going to see it unless you tag shit. Yeah. So, yes, part of it is me being a little whiny bitch and saying, use our fucking tag. But the other part is I, I, we miss a lot of stuff still because of IG. Yeah, it's very true. So uh, anyway, Zay here Black at Black Series, BLKSRS on Instagram, has a fucking incredible oh, yeah. <laughs> Boba shot. Like Boba with the jetpack just fucking blasting off. Yeah, he looks like he's SpaceX, right? I mean, he oh, looks like yeah. a fucking rocket ship SpaceX taking off. Rocket. Oh, yeah. Uh, Somebody and this said, is all practical, by the way. That's so, that's 
so nuts that that's all practical. Yeah, because he posted a video, and this this is great. I mean, this is uh, I know Sir Dork gets into this. This is probably one of everything Kylo's specialties is the the dirt and dust particles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is literally. I mean, he had boba hanging, and then he had a pile of dust, mud, pa- uh, flour. I forget the substance. But then he he just got one of the old drain pumpers that some of us have in our toolkit. You pump up the pressure, kind of like a super soaker. No, I'm not sitting here jerking myself off with a shake weight if you're watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But you pump it up, build up the pressure, then just go, and it releases just a powerful gust of air that then kicks up this effect. So uh, the fact that he got it to almost perfectly look like he was taking off with force is amazing. I don't know if he had the layer to get that one or if he just got one perfect snap, but yeah, that's all practical there outside of Zay's or black series, um, patented, uh, lens flare. Yeah. Yeah. And JJ share that, uh, that, that aficionado, that fandom yep. of the lens yep. flare. But uh, one person in the, in the comments on this one posted, this is how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just, it's just such a well-executed shot for everything from what you were describing with the, the dirt or whatever substance he used for the explosion to the pose to the, you know, the, the fire coming out of his jetpack. Even like you see like remnants of destruction that he oh, just yeah. cast on the ground with a bunch of dead stormtroopers fat out I mean, top top yeah it's sweet top and, and really again black series is another one that that shares everything he does uh i think he TikToks it now too there we go uh, you can learn a lot from this guy i mean his work looks like he spent days setting it up but I think this shot, he shot it on a piece of con- like a concrete floor, probably in, probably in his garage with a piece of blackboard behind it. Just it's so crazy how you can get mm-hmm. like like Sir Dork in his bathtub, like how you can get these incredible shots with such minimal setup and just like easy, you know, just approaching it with a very easy yeah, mindset. It, it's a guy one, now a guy that does some super detailed setup sometimes and you can't really appreciate until you see the behind the scenes is one six shooter. I, I mean, that guy will have like a fucking movie screen as the very back layer, real trees, smaller, real trees, real rocks, mm. a boulder. I mean, it, it is insane. The layers he builds into yeah. his dios. but I remember looking at some of the, the behind the scenes for his yeah, shots. I mean, one just, in particular that I remembered was like, when the Sith trooper figure just came out and he had the one of like the yeah. sunken death star. Right. Like that one was all, all practical too. I mean, at the very end, it was probably a digital shot, but layers in between were, were practical stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't stress enough. Uh, sometimes for those of you that want to try doing more of these particle or firework bokeh type of shots, having a nice dark background is one of the easiest ways to get that effect to pop. Uh, If you try to do it with too much light in the back, you're going to lose the fireworks, especially. Uh, And with this, with 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 the particle dust and that, sometimes you can even get better ones with a more lit background. But I can tell you right now, if you ever, if you just put a nice stark black background behind your figures, any of your miscellaneous shit lighting blow up stuff is going to pop that much more. So, some Uh. tips. Tips from go. Haywood Pop. There yeah, don't go. take them from me. I've taken them from real <laughs> photographers. I just reuse them. So, <laughs> uh, at BLKSRS Black Series on Instagram. Uh, beautiful job as always, dude's just a fucking killer photographer. So next up, our final for the top five before we get into the Haywood Pop Shop breakdown of the week is from Phase Runner. 
at phase underscore that's another one like a, a guy he doesn't use the tag but someone we love i mean i remember when we found phase runner slightly before tross came out and he was doing all those wicked posters for that so yeah uh, luckily sometimes an explorer ig would be like oh hey you're a star wars account that clicks on nothing but star wars so we'll show you some star wars yeah, stuff we'll show you this star wars thing here and this is a fucking killer shot yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Phase Runner is a what you would call like a compositing artist, I guess you would say. Like he takes, you know, it's these aren't toys. These are just like he's taking these these figures, these digitally rendered figures of Obi Wan and 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 Vader, and then putting them together in this. Yeah, really I think he awesome. creates all this shit. Like, I don't yeah. think those are figures. Uh, he arts them. Uh, that's what I'm yeah. just going to start saying, because, you know, we always get stupid with the real art. He just arts them. This isn't like toy photography. He arted that shit. Yeah, exactly. And and what we see here is just an absolutely incredible representation of, of you know, old Obi-Wan versus Vader. So your your episode four showdown in, in A New Hope. But you have so much more bleeding into it. Like, oh, the, yeah. you know, the, both of them using force powers towards each other in a, in kind of like a reminiscent of, uh, return or not return Re- revenge of the Sith when they're fighting on Mustafar and they shoot each other. Yeah. Backwards. Like right now I can see them now coming together in this painting and just waving their lightsabers yeah, in front of each other. Like that, that's next. Like, Hey, look at this, man. I can wave my glow stick faster than you. Let's go to the rave. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to, like, say any descriptors about this other than, oh, wow, this looks fucking cool. That's what I mean. That's why, dude, that's why I'm just, I'm going as low level as possible now when we talk about real art, like, traditional art, and just saying he arted it. Like, he arted Obi-Wan in a way that I love. He arted Vader in a way I love. I mean, it's just, it's almost like the scene 38 reimagination, but dialed up on even more Star Wars steroids. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, like they're throwing the force so hard at each other. That you, it's almost like little midichlorians are flying through the air. I mean, it's yeah, wild. Yeah, you could almost see the midichlorians <laughs> just through the force. It and, is. Um, Phase Runner has, he does sell his artwork. So if you are, um, he, apparently he has officially licensed silkscreen and lithographs from lucasfilm i don't know how he did oh, that so yeah he's a he's a, a real deal star wars artist yeah, like so if you he can, gets that stamp of approval that's big yeah so you can go on to his uh his ig if you look right in, in his uh his about section you have the link and you can kind of scroll through and, and and buy any of those things that you see on there if you would like so um so yeah just beautiful beautiful yeah, got, work i'm pulling up one now he's got like this motion deal Oh shit! It had sound. Did it break? <laughs> Did anything break? Everything's still okay on our side. <laughs> All right, side. good. Okay, he's I'm got a Last of Us Part Two poster he made. Yeah. He's got a lot of cool stuff. So. Yeah, so fantastic artist. Uh, definitely does a lot of Star Wars art. So if you're not mm-hmm. already following Phase Runner, which you probably are, if you're a Star Wars Time Show fan, because I know we've talked about him before on the show during the top five. Yep. I mean, just reason we haven't seen more of his stuff is algo and lack of tagging it yes. really is getting to the point now where we follow enough people that we're just we're not going to see everybody anymore so if you want us to see which we hope you do again we're just two assholes i understand if you don't care you probably shouldn't <laughs> uh, but if you want us to see your awesome art make sure to hashtag star wars time show on instagram and tag us at star wars time show Yes. So at phase underscore runner, the final entry of this week's top five. 
And that brings us to the Haywood Pop Shop Breakout yeah, no. of the Week. Here comes the scroll. What do we uh, got here, Matt? Okay. Um, I don't know. It's not, I mean, I'm not that unhappy with it. This is actually <laughs> one of my uh, Haywood Pop mashup custom figs. I hate even using the term custom because uh, I basically just took a head I paid someone to make and put it on a Kylo Ren figure. But uh, just to describe the shot to those of you that aren't in, in the chat here watching on YouTube, uh, the, the face sculpt is from Old Boy Cuts and it's of old Luke Skywalker. So it's that great old Luke look the beard curmudgeon luke jake skywalker if you will hey look <laughs> at that actually i called him jake skywalker in the caption you did you did indeed uh, so it's that head on top of the force awakens kylo ren body all right and that was my hey look i'm so cool i can mash parts together and create a new character and his name's jake skywalker because that's who mark called luke and tlj all that fun stuff um, I, I don't remember, Nick, if this is the one that Mark himself actually liked. Because okay. I, I do have a, a, a Jake Skywalker shot that he, he liked, and he actually liked my like of him liking, if that makes sense. There we go. Uh, that was actually a, a big moment for me. I loved it. Anyone else in here that has had a celebrity, a Star Wars celebrity in particular, look at their shot. You know it makes you feel special, even though they're probably sitting on the pot just scrolling through it. Either way, Mark Hamill has seen some of my art. I can die. There we uh, go. Actually, before I go into this, Nick, just give me a minute to promote something that will help us too. But uh, last week, my episode of Toy Photocast dropped for Dakota's Patreon. So, you know, if you, you pay for it, you, you already listened. And I, I just want to quickly thank those of you that did pay for it to listen, because I would not pay to listen to me ever. <laughs> That's why we don't charge you for this stupid show. Uh, but great, great feedback from Red Dog 5, Articulated Times, Scott Blind, Work More or Less, Niels Van Real, and Optimus Crime. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate you leaving those comments on my interview. But the reason I'm bringing this up is in the interview... You know, among other things, I bitch and moan about myself and Instagram and how no one likes me. And also I promote the Star Wars time show. I, I got I've gotten good feedback. I, I was figuring people would be like, man, this guy's an asshole. Uh, but most people are like, you know what? I like the way you talk and the way you think and just the way you say things. <laughs> the way you say things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I pray that this one out there. I'm like, how the fuck do people get a thousand likes on shots of toys like with their smartphone in front of the package they just took the toy out of? Right. Then you got people like me or other people that, that dedicate time to this with setups and they get 200 likes. Anyways, that was kind of the gist of it. But Dakota asked me, he's like, you know, from this hobby, what are some very memorable things that, that it has given you? And, and the first thing I, I talked about was, I don't know if it was this shot or another shot, but it was the fact that Mark Hamill himself at one point in time in his life scrolled past something I created and double tapped it. There we go. Okay. Yeah, it, it is a great feeling as, as, as sad and as pathetic that may sound. But someone growing up as a Star Wars fan to know that Mark Hamill, our Luke Skywalker, looked at something I created, liked it. And then when I said, wow, Mark liked it like that, too. I was like, OK, fantastic. <laughs> uh, so anyways, back to the shot. So, you know, whatever. It's, it's not really a custom figure. It's just my half ass attempt at it. But I, I did kind of like the way old Luke looked. In a in Sith garb, if you will, or dark side garb. Yeah. 
and the sculpt itself is like anyone could take a picture of this sculpt and it would look good. Uh, old boy cuts. Most of us in toy photography, you're going to know who that is. If you're new, you got to check them out on Instagram or just old boy cuts uh, online. Uh, these people make insanely detailed head sculpt for 112 scale figures. Uh, so much so that I've probably spent upwards of $500 with these people at this point. Uh, I've just bought their, uh, they just released Revenge of the Sith Anakin. I bought two because nice. I need one for my figure arts and my uh, Black Series. And they rele- they just put up a Dooku sculpt of theirs for a Black Series. So anyways, back to my shot. Where did you take it? Where was this background? This it would have been out on my card table right next to my house. I probably had some foam down and just took a bunch of sticks, broke them up, and jabbed them into the foam to create a, a tree look for the smaller figures. Honestly, this is- like that... That looks like real trees. So you did like a pretty yeah, good yeah, job that, of that's, like... That's, that's a decent trick, but it, trust me, it's one that I've learned from other people. Uh, Sir Dork actually has videos out on making trees, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of a no-frill shot, which sometimes is, is nice. I, I would argue at this stage later on, I probably should have had some atmosphere going, maybe even a, a rain effect because it looks a little too plain the way it is, a little too clean. Uh, but overall, you know, for a Haywood Pop shot, the, the pose isn't atrocious and robotic-like as most of my shots are. Uh, he looks like he could actually be alive and moving and not just <laughs> like a, a statue as some of my poses look. Um, so I, looks you know, like a dark side user. So this yeah. was posted January 9th, 2018. So when do you think you took this shot? Oh, hell. I mean, <laughs> when did The Last Jedi came out? 2017? December 2017? And So toys would have been coming out probably that summer or the fall prior. So yeah, uh, it, it was at least, I'd say at least five to six months before I put it out. So for me, that's a pretty quick turnaround. There we go. There we go. So... That's the end of the Haywood Pop Shop breakdown. That's the end of the top five. And that is the end of the Star Wars Time Show, everybody. Woo! Woo! We made it. Oh, before I go into the dance, though, other thing on IG, there, there's a hashtag going around, collector versus collection. Nick, we've been tagged multiple times. Oh, geez. So what, is, so what do we I've, have to do I've done this? it for Haywood Pop, so I'm going to put it on you to do it for Star Wars Time Show. Okay. Uh, but what it is is you, you create a... Uh, a, a collage if you will of, of nine shots so you got three 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 right and in the middle square you put your little chubby head so that's where the collector part comes in okay and then the other square the other squares you put your your art so for me like if you look it up on on my instagram i'll pull it up on the feed here uh, bear with me here it is those of you watching on the video version you can see it Nick, feel free to do it if you want, or you can I look am, after. I am looking at it now, yeah. So we've all been sharing these, and it's actually been pretty cool because you, you, you get to see the, the people behind the camera, and a lot of times it's, it's a shock. I mean, me, a lot of people are going to know what I look like because I do this stupid stuff. Uh, but I think you should do one, and, and maybe <laughs> not just put, like, collection stuff. You know, maybe put pictures of us or our stuff in there, our episodes. Who knows? I was going to say, i got to uh, try to figure out what to fill the squares with. Right, but, you know, think about because we've been tagged a bunch of times, and that's the only reason I'm talking about this, because I, I have to say that 
I'm I'm highly disappointed this tag came about when I'm not in one of my mega beard growing phases <laughs> because some of these toy photographers we talk about have got some boss beards. In particular, Papa Palpatine. I'm not kidding, and I wish he was on today, and I hope he listens. If if he doesn't, one of you people tell him to go listen. That guy looks like the real life version of Zangief from Street <laughs> Fighter Two. Oh man, I'm looking at Papa's now. He does. Right? Yeah. He that he looks like fucking Zangief. And he's trying to say he doesn't work out anymore. Like what 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 does that guy eat? Like he must drink testosterone. <laughs> now now I know why he's, you know, a little feisty sometimes. I mean, that guy has more testosterone flowing through him than I think a bodybuilder does that's actually supplementing artificial testosterone. He is oh, a man's man. man. There we go. Right? And then his brother, uh, remember the clone troopers, also has one up. He is not rocking no. the long beard. The other one I have to to uh to mention because I just I did not I did not picture it at all. But a Sith load of Lego looks like a Bulgarian Olympic wrestler. He, too, again, is just swole as fuck, <laughs> a huge beard, and he looks like he eats little kids for breakfast. And he makes some <laughs> of the nicest little Lego scenes. It's, it's just funny. So I've, I've been having a good time with this tag. I usually don't like these tags where people are like, oh, let's all get in and do this dumb shit on social media. Yeah, I am kind of that old curmudgeon when it comes to this, but this one's been fun just seeing some people and what that face looks like behind the lens. So uh, get out there, my friends. Check it out. Collector versus collection. (laughs) Have some fun with it. My face is out there. I'm trying to get Nick to do it now, too. But I I just I had to mention Papa and a Sith load of Lego because those dudes look like, again, they're from Siberia. They (laughs) wrestle bears. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they are men's men, so I'll leave you with that. But let's move on to the dance. As Nick said, the top five is over. We've made it through another show. We've paid homage to our fans so they keep liking us because in the end, that's the only reason we have a following because we talk about our following. All right. So to get more of you followers, soon to be, who knows, assholes, Dewana Wangas, Fandalorians or the uncivilized, you need to head over to StarWarsTime.net, do a little shimmy shake, a little dipsy do, and click on the subscribe to podcast link and pick the podcast platform of your choice. I will say I think some of the recent increase in our numbers is coming from Pandora. So thanks to those of you who have signed on through that platform. But we got them all, Nick. We've got Deezer, we got email, we've got iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Android, you name it, we're there, we're ready to be listened to there's one caveat though once you're there or if you're already there leave your poor bros a rating or a review if you're a youtuber click on the thumbs up comment share to your friends don't forget to subscribe too and notify yourself when new videos come through that way you'll never miss a live stream because you know our dumb asses will never be on a set schedule We could have easily made 2 o'clock today, but we still didn't make 2 o'clock today because we are the Star Wars Time Show. There is no such thing as being punctual. All right? So keep at it. Keep promoting us. Use the damn hashtag on Instagram, you motherfuckers. 
and tag us on there as well, because that's how you will make it to the top five and be vaulted into Star Wars Time Show fan history, right? You could be the next Twinkle Tits like our buddy Greg from Australia. And besides, there is always time for Star Wars time, so stop your bullshit. I'm talking to you, everything, Kylo. There's always time for Star Wars time. Not four days after the fact, there's always time. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>